0: Welcome to Game Face, episode 203. We're here.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Coming to you live, radio-free Game Face from the Hollywood Wasteland. Even the coronavirus cannot stop Game Face. Um, I do want to kind of bring up
0: uh, what's been going on. I'm not, we're not going to talk about what's going on because it's driving people crazy. And I feel like you guys watch or listen to this show to kind of get away from it all. But I do want to explain kind of what our perspective is on what's going on. Things have just gone berserk since we were last sitting at Hmm. this desk. It's really crazy what's happened in a week. Last week feels like a year ago to me. Um, Things are moving very quickly. Things change very quickly. They say one thing one day, and then the next day they change
1: it. Um, So Kind of par for the course for this administration, but here we are. Yeah.
0: Um, So we're going to keep going. We're going to keep making shows. We're going to keep creating content as long as we're legally allowed to. Um, I don't know if we'd ever get to a place where it gets so bad that three people can't be in a room together.
1: Yeah, especially that we're already together a week ago. I yeah. mean, you're kind of... There's a... three people for this show. So
0: if they, as long as it doesn't get below three where they're like, you just have to sit by yourself in a closet. Basically. I mean,
1: you might get there. It could get there.
0: I mean, who knows? We, nobody knows. That's pretty much where we're at right now. Yep. Uh, but I did want to like let you guys know that we're going to do everything within our power to keep creating content for you guys, keep putting out new game faces. Um, one thing that might be a bit sacrificed is Pactor Factor... Um, I reached out to Pactor about it. I haven't heard back from him yet. He may be in a place where he doesn't want anyone coming to his home. It's um, fair. It's totally fair. I totally get it. Um, so we'll, fi- well, we'll see. I don't know. I mean, maybe he's okay with it and he's just busy. I don't know what, what the deal is there. But there's a possibility that may have to go on hiatus a little I, bit.
1: It has been a, a, a week for the financiers.
0: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you're in his position, it's a yeah. really, really tough week. So... We'll see about that. Uh, We still have some episodes to run still. I was trying to get out ahead of it because who knows, in a week, we may not be able to leave our homes at all. So um, we're going to be here for you guys as much as we can. If it does come to a place where we're literally like quarantined and we're not allowed to leave our homes, which could happen, um, then we would work on, one, I would start streaming a lot more gameplay and things like that. We would try to maybe figure out a way to do Game Face via Skype or something. Um, We're not going to abandon you guys. We're going to think of ways to get content to you guys and keep doing what we're doing. Uh, but Because video to, games are
1: one of the only things that are going to stay relevant. Yeah, because <laughs> everyone's going to be stuck playing them.
0: Yeah, I, in the open to uh, sit at HQ that went up this morning, I mentioned it's been interesting to watch everybody else turn into us mm-hmm. and struggle. <laughs> it's like you can't leave; you need to stay home. It's like that's what I do anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not what I do. This is weird to me. Like, yeah, I am. I am not used to staying home all the time like that. But uh, I do. I mean, I work from
0: home mostly, mm-hmm. so it's just I'm just there all the time. So my yeah, my risk is very, very low for me to get get anything. But uh, that's not how this works. You come in contact with the wrong person once, and then it can set off a series of mm-hmm. chain reactions. So anyway, um, we feel for you guys. Everybody's in the same boat all across the world. Um, we're all just in this. Like this isn't like once in a lifetime. This I is agree. like a once in like ever.
1: This is, uh, I mean, this is the most significant global event of our lifetimes. Uh, it is. If you were born after World War II, which yeah. I think most of us were. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, um, it's a real deal. You're living through history. As Stephen Colbert said, what I wouldn't give for a dull moment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, just over and over and over. And I was like, oh, April will be better. April, God knows what's going to happen in April. I know. I know. Death Star is going to show up or something. <laughs> There's no way of knowing. Um, but uh, but uh, we're thinking
0: about it, and we're thinking about you guys, um, and we're we're trying to figure out ways to make sure we keep content coming to you guys, and at the very least, stay connected. So yesterday I came in here, mm-hmm. and uh, you don't know. Like, the next day they could change everything. So I was I was in here shooting the big six for Assisted HQ, and, like, I came in and took my webcam and a couple other things, just in case, like, I woke mm-hmm. up today and they're like, you can't do anything. I was like, all right, well, I'll stream Doom or I'll stream Animal Crossing. We'll figure something out. Yeah.
1: I mean, you can watch uh, Washington State because Washington State's a little further ahead of us. Yeah. Uh, if they do a full, like, National Guard-style lockdown, you're probably going to see something similar happen, at least to the cities in California. I don't know if you can actually lock down California because it's so big. Yeah. Um, but you might – you know, you're already seeing something like that in San Francisco because uh, they have worst case – like, L.A. doesn't have that many cases right now. For how big it is, it's yeah. pretty crazy. Yeah. But um, – Again, because nothing's being tested, we don't know how many people have it or just walking around and don't know they have it. That's habit. the big problem, so, yeah. Uh, lack of information, as always, is a huge problem. But let's stand together, people. Let's do what they say. When they tell you well, to stop stay Stop buying in, toilet paper, for yeah. God's sake. Like, you wanna you're know? fine. So
0: my wife called me right before we went on air and was like, I found toilet paper. <laughs> we were down to our last roll and a half. Wow. And we had been going all over the place for the last week. It just it, You couldn't get it.
1: Yep. So yeah. I haven't bought any because I have I buy in like the huge, you know, chunk things yeah. and I'm still I just did that like a month ago so I'm good. Yeah, now's not the time to be a yeah. rebel,
0: is what I'm saying. Like I get it. When I was in my my teens and twenties, I was like, "F the establishment. They don't know what they're talking about." In this case, they do. Listen to them. Do what you're told, and we won't have to live with this for the next like eight months. We'll eventually get rid of it. So everything they're telling you is right. Listen to them. Do well, what they say. We'll locally, get, we'll get through this. Yeah. Well, if you listen to the doctors and the scientists, yeah, the scientists put it to you who are doing way. this, yeah, yeah, because leadership right now, in my opinion, is really letting us down. So, anyway, uh, let's get on with the show. We have big games to talk about today. It's really the first time we're going to talk about games since we launched the shorter epi- version of Game Face. Mm. Um, so this is going to be a bit of a test for us to try to talk about games and then get them squeezed down into the time frame, keeping in mind that we will be recording deep dives for the first time. After this episode, it will not be streamed live. Uh, they're going to be pre-produced and published on our Patreon and our site. Um, but we got a bunch of games to talk about on the show today. We're going to have a bunch, a bunch more next week, provided we can do the show. A um, couple housekeeping things: uh, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, it'd be great if you could help us out. Go to Patreon.com/sifted and throw us a couple bucks. Um, You'll get the show a lot earlier if you do that, and another new development for Sifted is that you can access Pactor Factor a week early if you're a Twitch Prime subscriber. If you're on YouTube, there's instructions for that in the description of literally every video that we post on YouTube, Um, so you can find out how to do that, and you can go to our Twitch channel, and you can get Pactor Factor seven days earlier than you would get it on YouTube. All right, let's kick off this dang show. Uh, We're going to start first with Ori and the Will of the Wisps. I have not finished this game. Neither have I. For good reason. It's a little bigger than the first one. It's bigger than the first one, and it's more difficult than the first one. The first one is no pushover. It wasn't,
1: but this is more difficult. Hmm. Do you not agree with that? Not really. Really? Um, because I'm better at combat than platforming.
0: Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Um, Yeah, the. so maybe the biggest change... I do think
1: you're right that it's harder... Combat. in general yeah
0: well there is combat really now last time you just kind of had that one attack that you kind of used. the auto
1: attack thing yeah. yeah
0: now it's a full suite of mm-hmm. combat that you have in this game um the platforming i would say the difficulty is about the same as it was in the prior games mm-hmm. but now because they've expanded the combat to me it adds more challenge to the game because there are boss fights mm-hmm. that was something that was pretty much non-existent in the first game and they're pretty frequent every hour hour and a half it seems
1: like i would run into one semi-common yeah um and they're hard (laughs) yeah there's some there's some moments uh and like early on i I was in the i think it was still the prologue where they have you run from this giant wolf thing yeah like i'm like what do you want me to do no i died four times before i even figured out mm -hmm. what was going on yeah yeah this whole game is kind of that way yeah there's a little there's an expert mode to it i think but uh I like, I think, I like it. I like the balance. I mean, I've seen some people say it's a little more Hollow nighty. Yep. Yep, um, agreed. Which, yeah, which I can see. Yep. Um And I think that's a a good step. Uh, yeah, I don't really have a problem with, with how it turned out in that regard. I just haven't had time to really sit down and get into it. And also, like, as Tesler says, like, it's hard to really get lost in anything, even though you have the time now in the quarantine zone, because uh, you've got that thing in the back of your head, like, waiting for another shoe to drop. Yeah, so. that's true.
0: yeah. Um, we're gonna talk about a game a little later that really, I think kind of twists the knife on that angle, yes, yes, <laughs> and I will say that there my patience is not where it usually is right now in general, um, and I did find myself at times stalling playing this game. um, one thing I would say is that um the narrative in the game is not very prominent. So I think mm-hmm. when a lot of people talked about the last game everyone talked about how emotional it was and how the story kind of pushed you forward. I don't really get that from this one. There's like a big opening sequence where it sets every everything up mm-hmm. and then the narrative just kind of disappears like you yeah, run I mean, into people out in the environments that'll
1: sell you stuff and stuff like that but Yeah and you're looking for your friend who's lost out there early on but like yeah there's not a lot else happening. You know, early, in the first game there's a very strong drive to like you know get to the trees fix the trees bring life back to the forest that kind of thing this one you're sort of like well something's going on you better go find your friend and maybe like there's more to this place cuz there's a whole lot of weird people around but like like i don't i don't really quite know e- even like about 4 hours in i don't really quite know where they're going with it yet yeah, I mean, well, I don't really need to because it's you know you don't you don't need to convince me to play a Metroidvania really.
0: I just brought it up because that was kind. of... If you talk to someone about the first game, the first thing they would say is like the emotional story. That's mm-hmm. kind of the tagline from the first game. It made people cry. It made people sad.
1: Yeah. See, I just wouldn't. I mean, I get that, but I didn't. I wouldn't characterize my fondness for the first game as that because while it, it d- does do a good job of of like getting the emotions out there, like I just like this kind of game. The gameplay. So yeah. like that was what, and it was. But be warned, if you're a person who
0: prefers story-driven games, you could be fooled into thinking that this is one of them based upon how people spoke about the first. And that's Mm -hmm. definitely not the case. There's a big opening sequence, which is what you're seeing right now. Um, There's a young owl that becomes a part of the quote-unquote family. The owl cannot fly, which is a problem Mm -hmm. for an owl. Uh, because it has kind of a broken wing. Uh, early on in the game, you find a feather that you kind of attach to its broken wing. was well, a feather from the first game. Right, which is a nice tie to the first yeah. game. And uh, Even and though
1: it, everything else you could do in the first game, you have to relearn again. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I'm not going to spoil anything beyond that. So you get the feather, you attach it to his wing, he tries to fly, and I'll leave it at that.
1: Yeah, and then she does a very dumb thing. You know? <laughs> Pretty much, But yeah. if he didn't... There'd be no game.
0: Yeah. And then after that, the story really doesn't move mm-hmm. for a really long time. Um, there are a couple really short cutscenes scenes here and there to kind of keep you in the loop on what's going on. But there aren't big plot movements, so to speak, that are – it's not – my point is the
1: plot will not drive you to
0: keep playing this game. And I mm-hmm. felt like the first one did.
1: I did not feel that from the first game at all. Really? No. Like in fact, the, the characterizing the first game as story driven is bizarre to me. Well, I wouldn't go that far. I said the story is what drove me forward to play the game. My, I was driven forward because it's a Metroidvania, and I wanted to do the do the water temple and do the fire yeah. temple and do. I mean, that, that that was what I was there for, and, yeah. it, and it did it for me. It was it was good. Different strokes um, for different folks, obviously. And I do I do still like the first game more than Hollow Knight and a lot of the other I would agree with that. games. Yeah,
0: I would definitely agree with that. Um, oh, we hit the first level of the hype train already. We're off to a raging start here on Game Face 203. Um, let's talk about the difficulty. Mm-hmm. Um, how hard is it, Matt?
1: It's not that hard. Yeah, it's not like um, Dark Souls hard. No, it's uh, but it does demand familiarity with the, with the basic combat, and it does, you know, you, I am the kind of person that, like, tends to not use the special moves, uh, and, like, this, I, I found myself using them pretty frequently. You like, kind of have to. Like, especially with aerial Enemies early on, like you need, like, one of the things, some one of the special moves you can buy. There's a bow, there's a bow, or there's a there's a thing where you can leave, like, you can basically have like what you had in the first game. Yeah, you can drop like a little sprite and it'll just auto shoot stuff. Yeah, and it's, things.
0: It's a sentry is what yeah. it's called. Yeah,
1: and uh, it's uh, yeah, there's more to it. There's, there's more, I, I mean, I, I hesitate to use the word depth because that doesn't usually mean anything, but um. I mean, this has way more
0: depth than the first than the first game. one. Yeah. The first one was just sort oh, yeah. of
1: auto-targeting, hammer-the-button stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's, like, skill trees in this. Yeah, but I think it feels good. Like, I think the, you know... Oh, the the
0: platforming is silky smooth. Yeah, and I think yeah. the, the
1: sword combat is good. Like, I, I feel... If you, when you can land that last hit on stuff, it feels real nice.
0: Yeah, it's rewarding for sure. Now, I do have some slight issues with the platforming, and it's not even really with the way the controls work. It's the fact that the camera is pulled so far back. So in this game, like a lot of games, vines with thorns on them, spikes, Mm -hmm. those are no go zones. And you know, very quickly that if you see those, you need to avoid them. But the game after a while starts to mix up the surfaces that you can jump on with the, with the vines and stuff. And so you have to be very careful that you land on the wall where you can actually land on and then grapple to. But Sometimes they'll start making you jump from that wall to another wall, and then there's an object in the middle. So you need to jump off the wall, use the arc of your jump, wait for you- yourself to start coming down a little bit, then do the double jump, and then you can do, like, that midair mm-hmm. sprint to get to the wall. And what I found is that because the camera is so pulled back, it's really hard to tell if Ori is, t- is going to touch those hazards. Hmm. Like, for those jumps specifically. Because sometimes you literally have to get it lined up perfectly so that your arc gets you right over that object so you can just kind of soar over it and then double jump and then dash to the wall. And I've had a lot of problems where I'm, like, inching down, itching down, so I'm as low as possible on a wall to jump, and I end up hitting, like, the spikes or something like that. But Mm. it's not that it ever caused me to die, or maybe it did a couple times. But dying in this game isn't that big a deal, and that's why... I don't view it mm-hmm. as uh, difficult as some of the
1: more notorious games in the industry. It's actually much less of a deal in, than the first game, because the first game you were much more responsible for your own save points. Yeah. And here, like, it
0: literally auto-saves with every little nugget of the yeah. game. Um, and there are save points. There's fountains that also act as warp points. So you can physically save, and it will refill your health and mm-hmm. your, your magic. I would imagine leader. that
1: changes on, like, the harder difficulty.
0: Probably. Yeah, yeah I'm playing normal. Um, so you have a health meter, you have a stamina meter. Eventually you get an, a, uh, an ability where you can use some of the stamina to re- to heal yourself. Mm-hmm. That's when the game becomes easier. Up until you get that, there's a couple points where I was about ready to, to yeah. quit
1: playing. But also where it's op- where it opens up a bit more because it, it can throw weirder stuff at you and know that you have the ability to heal yourself. So it doesn't have to worry about basically having a wall there. Like it, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a pretty smart uh, power to give you to kind of like even things out for someone who maybe is having trouble getting through a certain section. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, de- I definitely used it here and there when I would... Uh, oh, I use it in boss fights him, every time. Tri- oh, yeah. Um, but normal I, combat,
0: I don't that much because, again, the checkpoints are so generous mm-hmm. that I'm like, it's not a big deal. Yeah, and I, I really don't find
1: time. it hard to avoid getting hit too much in combat. I mean, I think the main thing that I get injured by in normal gameplay is just not paying attention and not noticing that something is a spike yep like i was saying like sometimes it's hard to
0: see because again it's pulled back so far it's hard
1: to really see kind of the detail in the environment it's not that for me so much as uh they were a little more differently colored in the first game from the rest of the environment and in this they're they blend in more like they didn't make them quite as glowy orange Mm -hmm. so i find so sometimes if i'm just not paying attention to the ground in front of ori i'll just run right into one and i'm like oh okay fine yeah
0: but the platforming in this is pretty demanding. Like yeah. I was saying earlier, it's like you're attached to a wall, jump over an object, double jump, and then there's like a dash that you can do in midair. Like that, you have to master that. Yeah. I mean, they. You end up using it over and over yeah, I mean, and over they build,
1: again. I mean, they build slowly enough to it, but like yep. um, at a certain point, once they've given you a, you know all your main mobility tools, they expect you to master this. Oh, stuff. yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, and the first game was like that too. Yeah. Uh, I'm fine with that. I I think that's. I I think. I think some people are surprised by it because it looks like such a pleasant little, like, simple indie game. Like, when you when you first see it, but like, yeah, like you're gonna you're gonna have to do some stuff in this one. Yep. Um. There's some super meat boy action. uh, Yeah. At at times.
0: There's a couple sections where I was just like, as soon as I saw them, I was like,
1: nope. Oh boy.
0: (laughs) I was just like, nope. That's got to be optional. Started doing something else. It's like one of those times you've been playing for like a couple hours and you've made it through a couple mm-hmm. tough parts already, and you get to that part where you're like, I can see where this is headed.
1: Yeah, Now's a good time for me to write a script, I think. Yeah, there's been a couple times that I got to, like. A, usually when I get to like the save point, the wells yeah. or something, and I'm just like, that's enough for now. Yeah. Like, wow. <laughs> like it, like you don't realize how much it's taken out of you. Like it's you got you got to be on point the whole time yeah. some of those sections.
0: And here you're seeing uh, there are merchants scattered around Mm. in the environments, and you can buy new abilities. You can level up your existing abilities if you want. Um, There's a lot more light RPG elements in this than there was before. By my last count, there are 18 different abilities that you can unlock throughout the course of the game. Um, So you're just constantly adding new things, and some of them
1: aren't like that big of a deal. It's definitely moved further in the... Vania side yeah. of the Metroidvania For sure. equation, yeah, and I think Which I'm people, fine with,
0: yeah, me too. I think a lot of people look at this game and like, oh, that's a kids game. Right? It, it looks no. cute. It's adorable. I mean, I, I kids. I'm could sure there are kids. Yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm sure that they can handle it. But it's
1: not a pusher. This is not you know, this is not the first playthrough of Yoshi. Era.
0: This isn't like a three-year-old's game. No, this is like a seven or eight-year-old's game at least. Yeah, yeah. and if they're pretty good at games, yeah, to be that age, um, and I think that's Well, like if
1: this is the kind of game they like, yeah, then they'll they'll take to it. Yeah. But if they don't like jumping and platforming and slash, slashing, uh, they're probably not going to stick with it too long because it's hard. It is hard. Um, would you recommend people buy this game? Oh, yeah.
0: It's is what, 30 bucks?
1: I don't know. I got it on Game Pass.
0: Oh. They sent me a code, so I think it's around 30 bucks or 40 maybe. That sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, is it worth that?
1: I think it's definitely worth 30.
0: It's uh, also as far as length is concerned, it's around
1: 12 hours long. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like three... I think it's supposed to be like three times as long as the first game. That's about right, first the game, first one was four or five. This game took about f- five, six hours the first yeah. time for me.
0: And uh, I've not finished it, but at a certain point in the game, you're given a major task, and I've completed that task. Mm-hmm. And so I'm pretty much right at the end. Um, unless. Unless. Unless they're
1: doing a Nintendo thing.
0: That's possible. Um I, I had
1: heard, like, they, when they said, talking about it after it went gold, they said that it's four times as big as the first game they had
0: said 30 hours there's no way it's 30 hours no no i'm i've done everything i need to do and i'm not even at 12 i'm at like 11 hours right now Mm -hmm. um and i'm guessing probably the end sequence will take an hour or two if they really stretch it um so for 40 bucks 30 bucks it's 30 bucks according to 30 bucks i mean that's good yeah um there's an incentive to play it again. Uh, there's multiple difficulty settings. It's hard enough yeah. on
1: normal. There's an achievement for beating it under 4 hours. Yeah. I'm wow. not going to get that. I'd like
0: to see somebody do that.
1: You'd have to be really good. Yeah, that's what Twitch is for. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what is for. Sure there's report. someone does it with one hand like blindfolded by now.
0: Yeah. Um but there you go. That's Ori and the Will of the Wisps available for Xbox 1 and PC as Vincent said in chat. It's 30 bucks. And it's available now, and mm-hmm. I think that's thumbs up from both of us. Yeah. Do you think
1: the reviews are accurate? It's like a nine um, ag- aggregate right now. I mean, I feel I feel like that right now. I mean, talk to me after I'm done. It's too high for me. Yeah, yeah. It's a good game, but it's
0: not nine territory for me.
1: I don't know. I think it might be, but I I really like that genre. Yeah. So and, you a d- and you, I mean, gr- thankfully, there's a lot more of them these days. But this is much more along the lines of what I want out of that genre.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm happy with the direction that it's going.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I think it will make it appeal to a wider audience as well, uh, because some people may grow tired of just platforming mostly for the bulk of a game. Yeah,
1: I love the first game, but I did feel like the it lacked some variety after a couple of hours. Yep, and uh, this, and this probably a big reason why them. it was only
0: like four or five hours long. Yeah, which was smart at the time. So uh, you get a bigger game. I did not get tired of playing it because mm-hmm. again you're getting new abilities constantly um, and so I never grew tired of the gameplay I will say this though
1: no it's definitely always unfolding
0: yeah some of the stuff you get you don't use that much mm-hmm. it's like you'll use it at that very instance but the game doesn't do a lot of like what Metroid does in all honesty where as it piles on your abilities each level starts to use all of them it doesn't really do that like you have this, these core abilities and a lot of them were in the first game and those tend to be the ones that you use consistently, and the other stuff are, is almost like novelty a lot mm-hmm. of the time. So, um, But they do keep giving you new stuff to fiddle with and have fun with, and that's a good way to pace the game. All right, it's time to move on. We're going to talk next about Bleeding Edge. Uh, Bleeding Edge is a four-versus-four competitive brawler from Ninja Theory. Um, It is also, this is a big Xbox show, it's also coming to Xbox One and PC. Mm -hmm. Um, The game had been in development before Microsoft purchased Ninja Theory, um, and then once Microsoft did purchase them, then they went back to the drawing board based on feedback from Microsoft on how to tweak it and adjust it. Um, It's a four versus four competitive game um, with three different classes. There is, there's Tank, there's, I wrote them down. There's tank, there's support, and there's damage.
1: Mm.
0: Um, The tank... Pretty
1: standard triangle there.
0: Yeah, the damage has the most characters to choose from, whereas support and tank only have a handful apiece, and you can see them right there. Well, actually, there's three apiece for support and tank. Uh, There's going to be 12 characters total when it's all said and done. At launch, there's going to be 11. Um, And Ninja Theory has gone on record saying that this game was originally intended to be a MOBA. Hmm. And once... Microsoft started talking to them about acquiring them and was like, hey, we'd like to put this on Game Pass. That's when they were like, okay, maybe we need to tweak this a little bit for the audience that this is going to reach. And I would say it still feels like a MOBA. And and when I say that, what I mean is that you need people to play every role. It's Mm. not... It's not as stringent as a MOBA, where literally if somebody doesn't play ADC, there's nobody playing that entire lane on the map. But it's not a free-for-all. You you will get destroyed in this game if you do not have—so they're four-person teams. So you can have two players from one role, but you need all three roles on your team, or you have absolutely no chance. Which
1: role would you say is best to
0: double up on? Probably, I don't know. I mean, it's balanced pretty well, honestly. I feel like Mm. you could do well with two tanks. I would say you don't need two healers. That's the one thing I would say. But I think any other combination works to the Mm. point where you can win as long as your healer knows what they're doing and is good at that role. Um, So as teams of four and you don't want to leave your team... If you leave your team, that's how you die in this game because you can see and they can see you at all times. So you know where the enemies are at all times, and it's very easy to get to them very quickly. If you start straying away from your teammates, they see it very quickly, and their entire team will come over. It's kind of like um, fish that swim in schools, and there's that one fish that's kind of swimming outside the school, and that's the one that the shark comes up and eats. That's kind of how it works in Bleeding Edge. Um, As you can see, every character has a hoverboard. Um, And again, even the hoverboarding is rated based upon whatever class the character is. Um, If you're playing as a damage, you have a very fast hoverboard. Healers have like these almost like little UFOs that they fly around in. Hmm. Um, And so they're kind of flying. Some of them are kind of flying all the time. Um, And then the tanks are really slow. It's literally like you're driving a tank Hmm. across the map. Um, And a big part of the strategy is knowing when to run, knowing when to get away Learning how long it takes for each character to get on the hoverboard and go. Because what happens in this game a lot is you're under siege by like a couple of the enemy players. And you're like, I got to get out of here. I'm going to die. And you go to get on your hoverboard to get away. And there's a delay because you have to wait for the animation to happen to get on the board. So every character's is different. So it's all about learning your character's timing for how long it takes to get on the board to get away. There's a lot of stuff like that in this game in general. Um, There's no single-player campaign, but there is kind of a setup for it. It's set in the year 2057, uh, and people are uh, modding themselves with cybernetic parts. It's a typical cyberpunk setting. Uh, They're replacing their limbs with mechanical limbs and biological augmentations uh, to help them in combat. They don't really explain why this is all happening, why there's this big combat league or whatever the hell it is. It doesn't matter. (laughs) It really doesn't. Um There is a steep learning curve to this game. So I started playing it Friday night and just got annihilated, destroyed like every match because each character in this game is crazy to learn. Like I said earlier, high learning curve in this game. So each character, the way it's set up is your face buttons. You have a jump button, and that's assigned to one of the face buttons. The other three face buttons are your abilities that you can have for each character. Left shoulder button is your super. Um as you can see, the super for her was transforming into the robot. Um, another one, like there's this guy who's like a metal head who will play guitar and electrocutes everyone around him. Um so that part of the structure, I think for most people who have played games like Overwatch, I think they'll be able to latch onto it very quickly and understand, but it's how all that stuff works in concert and figuring out combos. So once you get good at this game, like I had people come up to me and just perform one combo and kill me. Hmm. Literally within two seconds. Boom, 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 dead. And so the, really the quest in this game is to not only figure out how you can create your own combos. And again, that's a very common thing in MOBA. You you will never get good at a MOBA until you figure out your character's combos that work consistently. And that's the way this game works too. Like with this character here, like she's a ranged character that can shoot, but obviously her the bullets aren't very powerful. So I learned to... Basically not even use my gun unless it was just me one-on-one. If I get around a group of two people, I have no chance. And that's when you start dashing, which is what you could see see me doing right there. Um, dashing is governed by a stamina meter, so you can't just dash around like all day long. Eventually you run out and you die. Um, you die a lot in this game, particularly the first time you start playing, because a lot of the people who are playing this were in the first beta, and then they join for the second beta. Um, as you play through the game, you unlock... Augments for your characters, and there's like up to 20 mods for each character in the game. So, a lot of the people who have been playing for a long time had unlocked a lot of mods. I obviously had not, so I was at a distinct disadvantage. Um, there's five maps. I only really got to use a couple in the beta. Um, they didn't have them all in there, which is very typical for a beta. Um, there's a ping system, like a lot of people have learned to use in Apex Legends, but really all it does is you can ping enemies and you can ping objects, but it still comes in handy. But it's not enough. Really, you need to use mics in this game. And you really need like a captain on your team who understands the game and instructs people what to do. Like tells your magic caster, heal the tank right now. Yeah. Um, because if you if you don't have somebody coordinating that stuff, it, it's impossible to, to win a match. So if you have somebody on your on your team who communicates, it's a huge help, but nobody does anymore. Nobody uses mics anymore. I think I played two matches total with, with anybody that had a mic. It's such a huge departure from Xbox 360 where you would play games and everybody had one. It's like people have just rebelled against it, which for me made it real. the headset that came with the Xbox One is terrible. It's trash, total trash. In fact, I don't think I ever even tried to use it. I think it's still sitting in the box that I bought my Xbox One in. Um, and it, But communication is essential. And so my big fear for this game, and there's a the super for the metalhead there. He just electrocutes everyone around, and I'll still die mm. <laughs> because I'm getting ganged up on by the, the entire team. Um, so I really enjoyed this. I've, I actually had more fun with this than I thought. I, I, I kind of thought that this might end up becoming a free-to-play game, or I thought it might even launch as free-to-play, but it's not. It is going to sell for $30. It comes March 24th two PC and Xbox one Uh, There's tons of cosmetics in the game, which makes me believe that they've kind of hedged their bet a little bit thinking that, you know what, maybe someday this game's going to have to go free to play. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can get like your own boards and just pretty much everything in the game. You can go in and right now you can buy it with in-game currency. We'll see how long that lasts. Um, It's one of those games people can bounce off of for sure. They can play it for an hour and be like, I don't get this. So, There are tutorials, they're really boring, and they're really long, but I felt like they did a pretty good job of teaching me the game, but you don't really get it until you're just thrown into the deep end of the pool, and you start Mm -hmm. playing and understanding kind of what the strategies are, and things like that. Um, But yeah, that's it. That's uh, Bleeding Edge, again, coming to PC and Xbox One, um, March 24th, I believe. Yep, March 24th, for 30 bucks. Or Game Pass? It's on Game Pass, Yeah. Yeah. would i recommend uh buying it for 30 bucks probably not Mm. Um, i haven't played the final version yet but i will say this this beta was pretty full featured it had a lot of stuff in it other than like all the maps it had pretty much everything else all almost the whole character roster was there so there's not going to be a whole lot left uh, to the imagination when it finally comes out on the 24th so i feel like what i'm evaluating right now is probably what's going to be the final game I mean, if you just put out a beta two weeks before your game comes out, chances are that's near final code. So Mm -hmm. uh, I think you can mostly rely on my impressions uh, from playing this over the past weekend on to whether you're going to want to dive in or not. Unfortunately for Bleeding Edge, the avalanche of games is really starting to come, and it could really get lost in the shuffle. It would have
1: been a nice February release.
0: It sure would have, or January would have been great too. Um, So I have a fear it might get lost in the mosh, um, but we'll see. Uh, All right, let's move on. We're going to talk next about... The final Xbox Series X specs. I, th- I, I think I may have said that before, mm-hmm. actually, on this show, where I was like, oh, I think we got everything, but the price and the release date, we didn't. No, nope. <laughs> There was a lot more to reveal, and Microsoft did that yesterday. Uh, and I, I don't, I'm interested to hear your perspective on this. So today, Sony announced that tomorrow, which mm-hmm. is a shame because we can't talk about it, Tomorrow they're unveiling the PlayStation 5. It sounds like a deep dive on like the tech, um, which leads me to believe it was probably going to happen at GDC. GDC gets canceled, and they're mm-hmm. like, well, let's just do it anyway um, because it is kind of falling right during the week when GDC was supposed to happen. Um,
1: Certainly suspicious timing.
0: Yeah. The, the fact that Microsoft literally blew everything out yesterday. Mm-hmm. Now we really – all we have left is exact release date. And price. yeah. Everything else is known now about Xbox Series X. And
1: let's be honest, we might not get them this year.
0: It's possible. You mean the consoles? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it is.
0: It's starting to get dicey. Mm-hmm. And if it is, the quantities are going to be limited. Like, you think trying to get toilet paper is bad. <laughs> imagine trying to get a PlayStation 5 in November when they've only manufactured like 700,000 of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could do that. could happen. Very easily could happen. Um, but Microsoft is like, whatever. <laughs> it's, it's just going full blast. And yesterday... Uh, a series of stuff, mostly done with Digital Foundry, was released. Mm. Um, and it's smart. I mean, they're yeah. choosing the right partner to do that with. They're, they're
1: leaders in that space. That
0: space, and it makes perfect sense. And they had, I think they had done something with Engadget before. Yeah. Yeah, so they're, I think they're targeting the right publications mm-hmm. to do this stuff. Um, so the nuts and bolts of it, basically the text specs were exactly what we had been saying all along. They really hadn't changed that much. Um, series X has four times the processing power of an Xbox One and its GPU running at 12 teraflops is twice that of Xbox One X and more than eight times of the original Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Um, the console, we already know about the extensive backwards compatibility for it, uh, but the cool thing about it is when it, the console plays backwards compatible games, they will have HDR.
1: Mm-hmm. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, that's a neat trick. Like yeah. They've been doing some really cool stuff with, with the backwards compatibility without having to touch the code of the original games, yep. and uh, I think they've, they've hit on a, a really cool feature there. Now, the one thing that they announced that has people freaking out a bit is
0: the way they're handling external storage. Mm -hmm. So everybody knows already it has a hyper-fast SSD drive. One of the other tech demos that they released, actually, was a loading test Mm -hmm. showing how much faster the Series X loads State of Decay 2 than Xbox Mm -hmm. One X.
1: And it does. And
0: it, like, yeah, like big-time
1: change. Yeah, like that's a good... It's a good game for that.
0: It's a perfect game for that because it's completely unoptimized, and in all honesty, the code is kind of crap. Uh, So that was a good example to use, and it is stark, the difference. However, there are drawbacks that come with using an SSD, Mm -hmm. and I think we probably could have figured this out before on our own if we had thought about it, but I didn't. And so now it's come out that because it uses an SSD drive and because they've known all along it was going to use an SSD drive, The way the games are built and the way the games work, they're basically using the SSD drive as extra memory Mm -hmm. while the game is running. And therefore, and there's fancy terminology for it. You have to run... I'm sure somebody on YouTube is going to blow me out
1: for not using the exact term for it, but... But basically you have to use uh, that drive to run a Series X game because they're going to expect that kind of performance to run properly. Yep, which
0: means that you cannot use your existing mechanical external hard drive for Xbox Series X games. Mm-hmm. Now, they will work for backwards compatible games. So yeah. if you have a big library of old Xbox games and you really enjoy going back and playing those, you can put those on the drive and then you can play them from that drive. You can even put Series X games on the drive. You just can't play them yeah. from the drive. You can transfer them from the drive to your SSD.
1: But and you have, If you have slow internet, that's a good thing.
0: Right. It's, it's a really good thing. The issue, really, is that because of this, they are creating – it is creating – its own proprietary external storage for Xbox Series X mm. that are basically these little cartridges. So that slot that was on, that's on the back of the Xbox Series X that on the one episode, we're like, what's that for? And people were asking us what it was for, and we were like, oh, we don't really know. Well, now we know what it's for. It's for those cards. It's a memory card slot. It's a memory card slot. And so – there are memory cards yep. for Xbox Series Pretty X. Pretty much, the last console or platform to have that was the Vita. Um, all I remember about that was the price fixing and yeah. the price gouging those on those are cards. Very overpriced.
1: They're still overpriced. They're
0: still insanely expensive. I bought one and never bought another one. Mm-hmm. Um, so
1: right now, a couple of years ago, I went back on my like, because I was you know when I moved, I had all my stuff out and I looked at all my saw all my games again. I'm like, oh, I wonder if they have better because I had a mid size card for that because I didn't want to spend all the money on it. And I was like, oh, I bet I could get one cheap. No. No, you cannot. Like, those things were made for a brief amount of time by Sony and only Sony for that thing and, like, a couple other devices, and that price has not dropped at all.
0: And I think people are a little concerned that it may be a somewhat similar case. My hope, obviously, is that Microsoft licenses it out to third parties, that third parties can create cheaper versions of it.
1: That seems unlikely. But, uh, I mean, I don't know what these things are going to cost. or We don't know how big they are. Like, the word is that the, the internal on the system is a terabyte which is not nothing. Yeah. Um, I would but I have it. it on my PS4 Pro, and it's full already. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. It happens. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. My, my hope would be these things would be like a terabyte, about $100, $150. Bucks. Um, so right now, just – and look, this is apples and oranges. But just to give you a
0: ballpark idea, right now a one terabyte external <sighs> SSD hard drive is about $220. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think – even if – your pricing ends up accurate, and it's a hundred bucks for a terabyte. Do you think people are gonna go for that?
1: I don't know if you you have a choice, really. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna need more than one terabyte of space on these things, especially because of how I mean, they're gonna be the games are gonna get bigger, yeah. so 4
0: well, k. the yeah. textures it's gonna they're gonna be look at our idiot modern warfare. It's two hundred mm-hmm. gigs. It's been out yep. for like two months. It's two hundred gigs.
1: that's uh that's fifth, a fifth of fifth your hard drive, and that's even even more because you're still gonna have the OS in there. Yeah, so, oh, yeah. I mean, you're not getting the full you're not terabyte. not getting the full terabyte, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so HDR for backwards compatibility, that's a, right. pre- that's a pretty cool feature. Um, they have tweaked the controller a little bit. Hmm. Not much, um, but a lot of it, I think, takes cues from the uh, Xbox Elite Series 2 controller. Which is it's, good. It's not on that level.
1: Don't get me wrong. And actually, I just reviewed uh, that controller on Sifted HQ this oh, morning. No, have they said anything about using those on the new one, new system? What, the... The Elites. Oh, they're fine. Yeah, they're going to work fine.
0: They'd be idiots. Yeah. (laughs) Dude, $180 controller better work on everything. And it does. Better work on
1: my microwave.
0: Seriously, like, it better work on everything. And it does. Like, they've done a really good job of making sure that that works with all their platforms. Because I don't intend to switch to the new
1: controller if I don't have to.
0: Yeah. Well, why would you? Yeah. No, the the Elites are still better than Mm -hmm. the new controller. It just added a couple things. So... It changed a lot for comfort, so the the bumpers on the controllers have been rounded, which some people may not complain about. But I noticed that they were annoying after a while on the old Xbox One controllers. I appreciate that. Um, They also have a brand new technology in them called – and I don't know if this is in the series or in the uh, Elite controllers – called Dynamic Latency Input, or DLI. And basically, um, it just – it matches inputs to what is happening on screen, resulting in milliseconds shaved off of controller response time. That's the official verbiage from Microsoft. Whatever right. the hell that means. Uh, a couple it other things means esports, pretty much. Yeah, it's it. That's it. Um, or even for fighting games, if you want an advantage, if or you're whatever. using a controller for that for some reason. Yeah, some people do. You
1: get me a give me an arcade stick with that in it.
0: Yeah. Uh, they reduce the space for the triggers. And so it looks like the carry time is a little less, mm-hmm. which is something that you can customize on the Elite controllers. Yeah. Can, um, I think you can cut that in half if you can, want. We can, yeah. And I don't know if they're going to allow you to do that here, but it looks like there's going to be a shorter pull. Um, and then the final new feature of the controller is that it's the texturing is different. And that mm-hmm. is one thing I did notice about the Elites is that it has the rubber grip mm-hmm. all the way around. And then the Xbox One controllers just have the grip like on the side. On the yeah. side. yeah,
1: I like the, how the Elite does it way better. Oh, yeah.
0: Absolutely. I mean, the Elite's an amazing like hold, controller. Like Let's just a, be honest. Yeah, it's, it's like
1: holding a really good basketball.
0: Yeah, somebody on the site called it the Rolls-Royce of controllers. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, on the money, accurate. They're amazing, but they're $180. So. Yeah, yeah they, they better
1: be for what they call it. Exactly.
0: Um, and, and velocity architecture is actually the, the terminology for why you cannot use the mechanical external drives for Series X games.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Velocity architecture allows that's, that's game a, storage to become additional a, memory. Those are big,
1: big words to say blast
0: processing. <laughs> uh, it allows storage to uh, become additional memory while also saving CPU overhead and efficiently loading assets like textures.
1: Yeah. Mm, so it basically does what they said the cloud would do this gen. Yeah, pretty much. But it probably actually does <laughs> it. It probably
0: actually does yeah. it this time because you're not relying on the right. interwebs. Um, and then some of the uh, one of the other things that they showed, uh, one of the new features was quick resume. Mm. Uh, they did a tech demo of that. They put out a separate video for that that we have in our b-roll. Um, and that's a pretty handy little feature. yeah. I mean, you can suspend up to like four games at once and then just go back to them yeah, whenever I definitely you want like that. That's sweet. Um, no more like going back to the dashboard. Hitting the start button, selecting Close
1: App, then going and selecting the app that you want, and then waiting for that to load up. Yeah, I mean at least like the Xbox One does. If you if it accidentally if you let it turn off, um, and then you turn it right back on, it will remember where you were. Yeah, but just but for one just game, just for a little bit. Yeah, yeah not, but only for one game. Yeah. So yeah, and as someone who does sometimes forget the system is on, oh, no, I do all like, the yeah, That would be a handy feature for me.
0: Yep. Uh, another thing we should mention about the uh, external memory cartridges is that it includes a heat sink uh, to protect the drive from overheating. <clears throat> and that's really the big reason why you can't just use any hard drive mm-hmm. into that port is because it will overheat. It's not made for that port. Right. Um, so you need something with a heat sink to dissipate some of the heat. Um, yeah. Also, yeah, a Seagate one terabyte external right now costs $215. So I think your estimate of 100 might be a little on the low end. Unless Microsoft is just willing to eat some of it. I mean, it's eating everything right yeah. now. I mean, it's letting people access its first party. I mean, people are going to be able to play Bleeding Edge and yeah. Ori and the Will of the Wisps for, like, nine bucks. Yeah. I mean, it's eating costs left and right. So it would not surprise me if Microsoft bit the bullet. It knows more than anyone how important getting out of the gate strong is. Mm-hmm. And. hmm I think they sure didn't this gen. No, and I think it would be smart for them to bite the bullet in some ways and lose some revenue off the top to build
1: that install yeah. base. And also, you have the lesson of the Vita in yeah. front of you. So, I mean, that didn't teach them not to do this. I don't. I mean, they didn't have a choice. I guess. I mean, but. I don't mind that so much as you know. I don't mind having to buy a separate memory thing for the Vita. Except the problems with the Vita was. It had nothing internally. Yeah, like it had like you had to have barely them. enough for one game. Yeah, and the price on those cards was crazy. Yeah, it was either right. That is a big, big difference between like if you need those Series special X proprietary things with a heat sink to get this thing to work properly to expand the, the memory, fine. Uh, but I will forgive a lot if you price it at a reasonable level and not just be like, "Well, if you want more, screw you," like like, yeah. like Sony did.
0: Yep. So that's it. That's. There's nothing left of the imagination for Series
1: X. Also, it is what is this? It's as tall as two Cubes yeah. stacked on top of each other with the Game, with, with the, the, the game Boy Advance thing the on. Player. It. The player. The player. Right. The Game Boy player on the bottom. So two of the, that's, a, that's, a, that's a hefty beast. Well, I don't know if you noticed, but the, the Game Boy player on the
0: GameCube turns it into a cube. Into an actual cube. Yeah, yeah. because before that, it's actually oblong. Yeah. And then when you stack it, then it really it is a cube. a cube.
1: Which indicates that like that was always the plan. Right, yeah, yeah. all along
0: and backwards compatibility. That's yeah. what it was. They're like, we're going to make it backwards compatible with one of I our I still handles. have it. I mean, I've had I that too, thing on
1: yeah. my GameCube so long that I forget it's not part of the Game Yeah, Cube. yeah.
0: <laughs> but a lot of people never had yeah. it. Yeah, It's that, really good. It is. It still works great. Yeah. yeah. Even though my drive died on my uh, GameCube, that still works. <laughs> <laughs> part of my GameCube still works. Solid state. Exactly. Yeah, because there's no moving parts on yeah. it other than the things you use to screw it into the bottom. So that's it. There's nothing left to the imagination for Xbox Series X. Except
1: a Release
0: date. Price and release uh, price. date. Price. That's it. And I think we're all assuming 500 at this point, mm-hmm. probably nove- late October, probably November, November, or next spring. Or never. Who knows? Like we, <laughs> never. Yeah, like we, I mean,
1: manufacturing issues because of sh- factory shutdowns from the virus is going to be a real factor moving forward, especially if concerns about it continue into July and August, as uh, Trump suggested, which... I don't think he means that you're going to be locked down till July or August, but it's going to b- remain a social concern at least that long. Yeah, I mean, they may still so, be
0: banning, like, large gatherings yeah. at that point. Who knows? It's insane. Could be a
1: long time before we go to Disneyland again, folks. <laughs> or just anywhere,
0: for that matter. Up. I'm so glad that all these games are coming out. Like, it's going to save me. Mm-hmm. To save a lot of people it may get some people into gaming actually yeah. i
1: admit now i really wish cyberpunk hadn't slept yep <laughs> it would how perfect would it have been yeah yeah to just grind through that oh uh, you know what i could use right now a dystopia <laughs> um well, i thought about replaying last of us before last of us 2 but i'm like man that might be too on the nose yeah i don't
0: know uh well speaking of the coronavirus how can you not talk about it with anything that you're doing right now um, there are other consequences of the coronavirus, and maybe the biggest one for the industry, unless the consoles were to be delayed, right. is that right after the show ended last week, um, we found out that E3 was, in fact, completely canceled.
1: Mere hours. Yep. yep,
0: which sucks. So we're talking about this a week late, but we haven't been able to talk about it. But um, well, we predicted
1: it several hours earlier. We did, so. actually. We thought it was going to be closed for good. And it turns out it was. What did you say? Like you thought it had like a twenty percent chance of happening? Yeah, that was a pretty accurate. It, well, I mean honestly, it should have been five. If yeah, it was like three hours later, it was canned. I mean, I just think I think that, it was a fair.
0: Yeah, fair it's guess for the, for the moment. Common sense, yeah. though, like it's where we're seeing it with like uh, the NFL right now. It's mm-hmm. rebelling against it, trying to hold out as long as it can. I, was, I never
1: thought I'd see a day when the NBA canceled March Madness. I guess NCAA. NCAA, yeah. yeah. But I will say this, um, in the wake of no sports happening, um, I love all the weird things that are trying to, like, rise up. To, like, the... <laughs> I ran into this thing on YouTube uh, the other day called Marbula One. which is, is that the marble racing? Marble racing. I saw it! <laughs> on, like, on, like, slot car tracks. It is fascinating. Like, look this thing up, Marbula One on YouTube. It's like they yeah. have a whole season with qualifying races than the actual race. And, like, there's an announcer who, like, announces it as though it's like really happening and like the, the marbles have personalities and names and like there's backstories to them and like there's, they have like they have like 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 crowd groups like the crowds yeah. are there and they even have little blue marbles that are like the security guards at the end of the <laughs> aisles it's astounding look it up slot car up.
0: racing is awesome actually have you ever done it yeah. It's amazing. Like I don't understand why it's not more popular. It is like
1: a really cool, fun thing to do. They used to do that at, at up in uh, in Japantown in San Francisco when I lived there and I would go watch on one weekend. Sometimes I'd go over to the 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 Mikawa over there and and watch the slot car races. Some of like, those cars really go impressed. like forty five yeah. miles an hour. They're crazy. <laughs> it's like, really it's, insane. And like you see the guys like tweaking them and working on the yeah. things and like 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 they have like little workbenches with these tiny little screwdrivers yeah, and tools and it's, it's fascinating. Really, it it's is really it's really cool. Neat. cool. Uh, unfortunately. I e- expect Marble Racing to be a minigame in the next Yakuza game, <laughs> by the way, Sega. Like, you need to get on that.
0: Unfortunately, uh, E3 2020 cannot be saved by the Marbula 500 or whatever you call oh, it. Oh, I,
1: I think it might. <laughs> you put that in the lobby and I'm coming. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so it's not happening. Uh, I am Eight Bit had pulled out right before, which is a big reason why we were right. saying it's probably not going to happen. Uh, and then shortly after, it, the ESA announced that it is in fact not happening. But it did say it's going to try to organize a digital only event, just like we also said mm-hmm. in the episode that they'll probably just coordinate. Everyone puts out their Nintendo directs at the same like two or two or three day period, and they'll probably coordinate so they're not releasing them at the same time. In a lot of ways, it'll still feel like E three, which
1: brings me to my point. Is E3 ever coming back? Is there a need for E3 now? Yes, I think E3 will come back in some form. I'm not saying it's going to be successful, but I think the ESA wants that sweet public ticket money. Um... And they will bring it back next year in some form that they think will be more amenable to that idea.
0: I mean, looking. I don't know what it will look like, but yeah. there
1: will be another E3. It just may not be something we recognize as E3.
0: I mean, it may be something that we recognize as E3. That's as the other people who go, have gone to it for a long time. It they may could not go the be, other direction with it. That's true. It may not be what most people out there think of when they think of E3. Mm-hmm. And I would be okay with that. Like, I have no problem with it going back to being smaller more intimate, more one-on-one time.
1: See, um, that's the, I mean, I don't know if they'll go they that direction yeah. or if they go the other direction and make it basically packs. Yeah. Um, that's what it sounds like they, said guess they were trying more, to do. Yeah. I think there's more money in packs. basically. For sure. Um, and I don't, I'm curious if they're going to refund anybody. I don't know what the, what the procedure on that has been. Uh, but I would guess. I mean, I think they got. They're going to have to. They kind of got lucky. It's either that, or a class action lawsuit. They kind of got lucky here, like because they get to cancel what was probably going to be a disaster of a show with a very good excuse and take another year to refigure this thing out. There's
0: a lot of stuff like that that where this actually kind of worked out. Like there's, a, there, I saw like some announcement where this like big women's hockey tournament was canceled because of the corona. It's like, oh, basically you just saved yourself money by canceling that tournament that no one's going to go to that you're going to lose money on it's actually become like a, a a thing of convenience for some industries that are struggling because they can bow out of stuff without it looking like we're, they're failing, essentially. They can mm. be like, oh, we're doing it for the public health yeah. and safety, but...
1: You're welcome, XFL yeah, fans. Yeah,
0: I mean, there's a good <laughs> example. Now, the XFL doesn't have to pay its players game checks for the next, like, however many weeks there was going to mm-hmm. be. I mean, I'm sure the XFL was like, hey, this actually helps us as a business. Um because so, Vince Vince McMahon hasn't canceled any of the WWE shows. Has no, it? I mean WrestleMania WrestleMania as of right is still now, happening is still on. I don't think it'll happen. I think mm-hmm. eventually, because I think it's in Tampa Bay, and I think the government is going to eventually say, "Oh no,
1: no, you're not going to have like fifty thousand people together in yeah. our community." I mean, you and it, I, of all things, that doesn't make sense to do that in front of nobody. Sweat, that or just
0: that's the event you don't want to go to as well because yeah. the sweat's flying off. They actually go into the crowd like. It's not happening. It is definitely not. And if the WWE won't cancel it, Tampa Bay is going to cancel like,
1: it. But they could still do it with nobody in the arena. And like, just because the pay-per-view is the money is the money. It is or yeah. the subscriptions to the WWE streaming service. Yep. Like that's what they want out of that. So I could see them doing it anyway. It's possible with no crowd. Yeah. I mean, they did
0: the last UFC fight with no fans in Brazil, literally yeah. just the, the Octagon and the, the announcers around the edge and the fighters in the cage. And that was pretty much it. Um, these are these stories do not relate to E3, however. They are different beasts from what we're mm. talking about with, with something like E3. Um, do, you, do you see any possible way where it doesn't come back, though?
1: Um, no. No way at all? No. I think the ESA will bring something back that they call E3 next year. Now,
0: see, I would invoke the same percentage as last week. I would say that there's a 20% chance that E3 never comes back.
1: Maybe. Um, but I think the ESA wants money. And I think they want money from the general public. And I think the way you get that is to put E3 back. I mean, I think it's going to be more of an E for all looking thing. Hell, if they really are not kidding about postponing it as opposed to canceling it, and they do it like in November, that's literally E for all. Like, this is literally yeah. what that was.
0: Well, the response to this on Sifted, and again, it's anecdotal. We're not as big as IGN. So we don't get our, you know, if you're taking a poll from our users, it's not going to be as accurate as an IGN or a GameSpot. But in general, the users on Sifted. We're just like screw it, like who mm-hmm. cares if it comes back? And a lot yeah. of them didn't think it was ever coming back. And so when you put that into perspective, and you're saying, okay, they're going to turn it into a consumer show, it doesn't sound like the consumers want to go anymore. No, and
1: like, and then what happens? So if you do that and it fails, then is E3 done? Then E3 is done. Uh, except I'm sure you know the executives and marketing people still meet, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But the other, because th- the other thing is like the hype. I think the hype, like spectacle, is pretty much done. Uh, just because I think what you're going to have here is, uh, as I've said before about Sony, every company this year is going to learn that not doing E3 does not impact your sales in the fall.
0: Yeah. Well, again, it's kind of like what I was saying earlier about how, some companies
1: have used the coronavirus as an excuse to bail on stuff that they were going to lose money on. It's a good excuse to, like, oh, let's not do E3. I mean, but even like, even if E3 was still happening, if I was like Ubisoft, I'd be like, oh, we're just not going to do that. We're just going to do digital this year.
0: But what I was going to say is that, it, it could it. turn into a scapegoat for publishers who were failing anyway. They could be like, well, you know, they could say, well, you know, with no E3, we didn't have a chance to really market our stuff to the mm-hmm. mass audience and blah, blah, blah.
1: I don't think that's going to be a problem, though. If yeah. anything, I think game sales are going to be up. Oh, after Um, this, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Steam has had its busiest day ever on Saturday, I think it was. I mean,
0: Animal Crossing, could you pick a better time for Animal Crossing to come out than this Friday? Not only is it a high-profile game people have been waiting for a long time, it's an island getaway. Mm -hmm. That's what the game is. It is literally quarantine (laughs) the game. Perfect timing for Animal Crossing. I mean, Nintendo could not have nailed it. Any better than it has. And you have Doom Eternal coming yeah. out
1: this Friday. A little more interested in Doom, I admit. Yeah, I think
0: mo- I think probably the majority of our audience would agree with you on that one. Um, but it, the other thing, too, with Animal Crossing is it's a great time waster. Mm-hmm. You can burn through the hours playing that game and accomplish nothing, but the time does disappear. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's going to be the best-selling Animal Crossing ever particularly for its first month sales. I think, I think gonna... it was going to be
1: anyway, but I think Maybe. It, it got a boost here. Yeah, absolutely. Um will you miss E3 if it's gone Matt? Um the show? Not really. The people I see at E3, yes. yeah, But because it's more of a social occasion to me at this
0: point. Well, there's a, you know, there's hundreds of people that I see for the first time since last E3. Yeah. And that's not going to happen this year. That le- legitimately makes yeah, me sad.
1: That is sad because I think and a- it's not like we can go see them anywhere. Yeah, we now can't we can't go see them
0: anywhere. I mean, the other part of it too is I think in our industry with the group of friends that we have, sometimes you you're like, oh, I'm going to see them at E3, mm-hmm. so you don't make plans. So maybe this will actually get me out of the house a little bit to make plans with people and actually see them face to face outside of the confines of E3. It could be a good thing, ultimately. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. What'd you say, Mitch?
2: I was going to say, do you think that because, you know, the news coming out of E3 coming into this was already blunt and not very good because Sony dropped out and then the company that was going to work on the, the presentation dropped out and they're getting blowback for it. Now they got to cancel. Do you think that the time they have now to be able to, they have a full year to be able to fix everything? Do you think that's enough time that they could still bring it back in the way they would want to by mending the fen- mending the bridges that they broke?
1: It helps. It can't I mean, hurt. You someone could, I don't know if the ESA can. Like I think that is enough time to accomplish that task with the right team. I don't know if they have the right team. They need to gut that team pretty much. Yeah. They need to get some
0: young blood in there cuz obviously what they're doing right now is not working. You need influencers. And I, look, I would be sad if E3 went away because, I mean, you know, Yeah, I, I, I what would really be. convinced me to join this industry was the first time I went to E3 when I was in college and I was running my fan site and I thought this is what I wanted to do. I saved up my money to go to E3, ended up losing it all at the airport, but that's another yeah. story. But once I got to E3, that was it. Sealed, done deal. The Literally, the minute I walked into those doors in Atlanta and saw it, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I had no idea. Like, I had heard about it and, you know, rumors and people talking about it. But I didn't realize it was as big a deal as it really mm-hmm. was until I walked in there. And I was like, oh, my God. This is – it just felt so alive and it was –
1: Associating games with stuff I never associated with them with before. Right, and it was—I mean, mine. My first one was '99, and like I remember that was the, that was episode one year. So they had the, the racer, the full-size pod racer, was and '64. Yeah, had
0: like eternal darkness there.
1: I remember, yeah. and I just remember going in, and I remember thinking, I have never been in a room with this many things I am interested in all at once before. Like yeah. I. Because also that was the period where you just did not see, you know, now seeing a full size pod racer on a billboard would not be that weird, right, you know. Yeah. But this was a time when geek stuff just wasn't out yeah. in the world. It's not like it is, and now. like I'd never seen anything like that before. And I'm like, I have got to figure out a way to be here every year, yeah. and so I did. Yep. Um, but to me, like, the show now is a shadow of what it once was, Yeah. and. Like I, like I, I will not probably, mi- I miss, I already miss E3 because yeah. E3, the last five to 10 years has not really been E3 to me. Yeah. Um, especially once we stopped doing, once G4 ended and game trailers ended and it was no longer like live production there. And it was, you know, it was just sort of Jeff Keeley in a booth somewhere interviewing people instead of like a big on the floor production, thing. Production, yeah. Um, it just became, I'm just going to go see my friends and I'm going to do what I need to do and. Then I'm going to go find Sessler at the bar, Enjoy. and that's going to be the end of the <laughs> week. Yeah, yeah, it's basically, you know. What, yeah. Uh, and honestly, that's just what happens anytime you're in town with Adam. So uh, yep. it's, it didn't have to be E3 for that. <laughs> um, and uh, so, yeah. like t- So you asked if I'd miss E3. I'm like, yeah, I already miss E3. Like, what what would go away here is not the thing I miss. Yeah. I would miss seeing having an excuse or, or a reason or a time designated to see all these people that I only see once or twice a year. Yeah. But, like. Beyond that, like I don't think E three has been what E three has been t- was to me back in the day for a long time. Yep. Yeah, I mean
0: the good news is we don't we won't talk about it again for a long, long time. Yeah. They finally gave us the final word, so we would have to sit here on Game Face for the next six months, being like, "Is it going to happen? Is it yeah. not going to happen?" We know.
1: Well, we'll, t- we'll talk about it. I'm sure when when June rolls around and they do the, all their digital presentations. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I
0: mean, they'll, they'll still. Yeah, be- they be called. They'll try to call it E three still. Yeah, I think they will too. They'll call it, like, E3 All Digital Access or something crappy.
1: Okay, so also here's a thing that one of my friends found. uh, That that she was uh, digging through magazines or something, I think. Old magazines or uh, cleaning out stuff. And there was an article on – maybe she found it on the Internet. I don't know. But it was an article on – the formation of E3. It was a magazine from, like, 95 mm-hmm. or something. And it was about the formation of E3 and how there was kind of a schism and, like, a little rivalry developing between the e- the people organizing E3 and the people that do CES because E3 was a split-off from CES. Yeah, it was a part of CES basically, at, basically, yeah. at first, yeah. And so E3 like E3 becoming its own entity was sort of considered, like, oh, like a betrayal by them kind of thing. Here's the thing. In the article, they they show the thing, you know, E3, but they say that the organizers say that it should be pronounced e cube like they wanted it to no be e cube well that didn't work and it's like nope like, that's like, it's not Nintendo, how that worked out. That's
0: like when Nintendo sent me an email saying that we needed to spell GameCube with all capital all letters. All caps in the TM <laughs> thing. That's, yeah. like, that's not happening, bro. Nintendo
1: GameCube all in caps. Yeah. And it's like, mm-mm. No, you don't have that no. much
0: power. You can't tell us what to do in that area. That's You're not, not my sure. dad.
1: Exactly. Um, Nintendo might think it's your dad, but <laughs> they're not your dad. For some kids, um, it is. But I thought that was. I'd never heard that before. E-cubed. Yeah. e E-cube. oh, I, like, I hadn't heard that either. Like, actually. yeah, that wasn't going to catch on, dude. No, nope, And it didn't. No. So, anyway. I thought that was fun.
0: We'll see. Um, maybe they give us more information about next year when June rolls around and they're trying to organize this loosely collected together, cobbled together video mm. presentation. I don't even know. We'll see. Um, but for right now, E3 2020 canceled and e three twenty twenty one is up in the air. So we'll see how it goes. Yep. All right. It's time to move on to our last topic of episode 203. We're going to talk about Neo 2. I'll just say right off the top, I played the demo, I am not touching this game, I have no interest in playing this game, yeah. um, however, Matt has been playing the game, and uh, Mitch has been playing the game, and I think Mitch is actually a little bit farther into it than you are. I think you would have to be. So I am going to be <laughs> the man in the middle for this discussion, I'll be the moderator while you two guys discuss the game. Mitch, welcome to the show, man.
2: Oh, thank you. Uh, you ready to start talking about Neo 2? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, My first
0: question for you is, is it as hard as I think it is based upon the demo that I played?
2: It's harder. Harder Uh, than I
0: think or just harder than the first game?
2: It's harder than the first game (laughs) and probably harder than the demo. Uh, Yeah, I would say both. There's Um, more features available to you, but at the same time... The enemies are, have just as much skills, if not more skills than you. So it yeah. can become just as difficult. The beginning
1: of the game is not the demo, after you get through the choose your weapon part. Yeah. It's not yeah. the same area as the demo. But I did still get killed by the first enemy. Oh, really? Like, I... <laughs> I was my friend was in the in the room. I'm, and she, I was like, yeah. When I played this before, uh, I got killed by the first guy. And she's like, really? I like, weird for you. I'm like, yeah. And, and, and I walked. It was you know, it was one of those little demon baby things. Yeah. And he just jumps on me and eats my face. And I die. she's like, wow. I'm like, yes. Welcome to this game. <laughs> they That'd, throw rocks too, don't they? Yeah, they, yeah, throw, they rocks throw rocks in a distance. But like this, he just like charged me, jumped on my face, and that was it. That was it. That was the my first thing in this game was just getting murdered by the first trash mob. Now, for- Mitchy,
0: have you played a lot of Dark Souls and Bloodborne and all that kind of stuff.
2: A little bit Demon Souls, not much Dark Souls, but I played a crap ton of Bloodborne. Finished the crap out of that. That took me like two months. So, how
0: long would you? How difficulty wise, where would you place this game
1: compared relative to? Uh, Bloodborne
2: hardest I've ever played. Harder,
1: harder yeah. than this is yeah. the this is the hardest game of this kind I've ever encountered. It, wow, it's, it's, it is that by far. And I knew just, it though. I just knew it as oh soon yeah. as I played that demo. I mean, I was that like, demo, this is the hardest game. That like, demo was crazy hard too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and just
2: for context, this B roll that we're playing right now, this is level three, so mission three. Um, enemies that are in this one were in the demo that I played, so some of these I recognize, but some of them are completely new. And like Matt said, the first level have is not the same level. So I'm curious how far that level is in the game. Yeah, I don't know.
1: (laughs) Um, But, I mean, not that the early levels were all that much simpler. Um, I'm still barely at the end of the first mission, and I played for, like, two hours, uh, my problem with this game so far is that, yeah, it's very hard. Um, the combat, there's a lot to it. Like the, Unlike something like uh, Dark Souls, there's actually a whole lot of systems. Yeah, you because know, it's, it's Team Ninja. So there's a lot of systems happening here. you got to learn how to use these. Some of it's the same as the first game. Some of it's a little different. Um, and quite frankly, at this time, with everything that's going on in the world, I do not need this shit right now. We <laughs> yeah. so um, were talking
0: earlier about how it's perfect timing for Animal Crossing. Yeah. It is the worst possible timing for Neo 2.
1: Yeah, I am I am bouncing. I mean, I don't think it's the worst possible time for Neo 2 in the sense that like, you know, tons of people are, are enjoying it, people I know are enjoying it. Fine. This is not what I want right now. I think a lot of and people are going to be fault. frustrated. Yeah. Like or but Ori is hard enough as it is. Yeah. And it is a pleasant sort of magical hard and, <laughs> well, and to this is more like what, what the d- hell like I, I i swear to god there's so many particle effects in this thing that sometimes i don't even know what i'm hitting uh, like that was the problem with bleeding edge it's, actually it's hard for me to tell what's happening and i feel like the i know people praise the combat system from here to eternity but like it feels loose and slippery to me like oh, i don't know and i said that about the demo and everybody said it was crazy i find this Imprecise huh. in a way that Bloodborne and Dark Souls simply are not. That's weird for a Team Ninja.
2: I, I'd say I would agree with you. It's a little loosey-goosey compared to the past games, but I don't think it hinders it to the point where I feel like it. No, uh, it's it a, makes the I mean, game it's a not choice. Great. I don't think it's. <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't think it's an error. I think it's something they chose to make it feel like. I just don't like it as much.
2: Yeah, as and to piggyback Bloodborne. what you said about the systems, Matt. Something about this game is. Progression is insane in this game. There are so many systems in progression. Mm-hmm. Whether that's your regular stats, your weapons. Every time you use a certain kind of weapon, that gets points yeah, that levels that, up. That There's levels so many up. Skill trees. Or skill have trees skill for tree every for weapon that. type. You have it's... every weapon type. You have one for your transformations. You have mm-hmm. one for your ninjutsu. Holy you have crap! One... Like you'll see it on the menu just a second. That there are so many. Sub menus and menus, and yeah, I it's have just
1: system on system on system. and you'll system see on right system. there.
2: I have six points that I cannot spend because I have not beaten a certain mission to unlock the ability to be able to use my point on it. And so, and
0: you can't use those points anywhere else either because you earn them for that
2: specific specific weapon. Yeah, Yeah, that specific. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that sucks. And it's basically just like punishes you. I mean, they're trying. The upgrades are so incremental; like it's tiny little. When you have that many, that's usually how it is. Like in context, this level, uh, I'm still on this level. I'm trying to beat the boss last night till like two a.m. I got so close, and then my roommate goes, "That's harsh," because it was like (laughs) an inch left. But uh, when I was doing it. You know I was at level 22. Like
0: You're I, at level 22 already and you're only 3 hours into the game?
1: I'm level 13
2: no, he's and I'm 13. on the first mission.
1: Like yeah.
0: So, there you are just leveling up constantly. Just,
1: yeah, just dry, yeah. grind 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 because it hits a point where I'm like, "Nah, I'm not going to win that." I'm just going to go back and bank my points. I guess again if the I mean that's that's souls basics it is, but like yeah. the upgrade up so like slow. two pixels yeah. or whatever it's when you pump it up.
2: Yeah, if you can't beat the boss, my in, my instinct is Go through the level again, kill every single enemy again, bulk up on the points, spend it on some upgrades. Maybe you'll find a new weapon or two in the process, but most of the time you you won't do that. Or did I not find a secret path that, because basically what's difference between Neo games and probably the Dark Souls, the Bloodborns is each mission is its own condensed level, but it's similar in the aspect of each of them interconnect um, that secret passageways leads to the beginning of that level or a secret passageway will lead to another section. So basically you want to go through the entire space. And kill every enemy, and every enemy in there. And once you do, then usually you're powerful enough to take on the boss. Oh, and here's me dying constantly. Have fun with that.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, that's that is the game. I do enjoy the little thing it tells you about how you died.
2: Yes, who killed you, and who with you what and weapon? <laughs> it's it's like a little uh, clue for you. <laughs>
0: Now, um, I mean, I, to me, I think the way that they're handling those points, how you said you have these skill points that you can't spend, is probably just keeping you from walking through the game. My yeah, guess it is, is definitely a limiter on... Yeah, on- they're just like, if we gave you these right now, you would just probably one-shot most of these enemies and... Yeah.
1: Which, it's that's a lame way to, to do it, in all honesty. Yeah, Dark Souls you, doesn't do that. Dark, You can yeah. overpower yourself as much as you want. Right. It's just, it's just the, there's diminishing returns on how many souls you get from the enemy right. for killing a particular area. That seems like a better way like to do it. seems like a better way. It. I think it is too. Yeah.
0: But, I haven't experienced it, but it sounds to me I also feel
1: a little better in Dark Souls when I get stuck on things, because usually Dark Souls has a way to, like, go back and go somewhere else and poke around a different direction, and maybe you'll find a different way. Maybe you'll find something else to do. Maybe you'll find something. That doesn't feel like it happens in this so much, because it's, it's incremental, like, specific like self-contained missions which are big well, and I mean it's and telling winding. you
0: you have to complete this mission yeah. before you can do X, Y, and Z.
1: But you, I just hit a lot of points and this happened in the first Neo as well There's, after about halfway through the game I just hit a point where every time I'd come across like a new section and I'd just see the thing I had to fight now and I was like <sighs> <It's> just, it, <laughs> that's how I it's feel so it, in these yeah. games all the time. So like that is these, my I, am, I think these games are probably n- the neo games are probably just too hard for me. Yeah. And, I, and I, don't, I don't I don't I'm not like interested or hooked on them enough to like to want to get good enough to overcome that. and They're That's not, not true of the Souls games. Yeah.
0: As, here's what I would say. These games are nowhere near as interesting to me as the Souls games. No. Like, I think I,
1: visually they are. Like I would love to watch like someone play through this like, as an expert and see all the monster designs and see all the cool stuff in it. Oh, the graphics are way better on a technical level. And the
2: cutscene... Oh, sorry. The cutscenes are really well made. The the action in them... I mean, Matt, you haven't hit it yet for a certain story cutscene that happens, but there's a really cool action sequence that's really well with the cinematography, so... But there aren't
0: many, right? No,
2: they're always at the end or sometimes at the beginning of a mission, depending on... And I will say to... It's not much, but the story is a little bit better than the first game, but it still kind of throws you in and expects you to, you know, figure it out.
0: It's just, I think my problem with this franchise, now that there are two games, I guess it is a franchise, is it just doesn't seem interesting to me. I don't care about the characters in the game or the setting or the plot. Uh, I played the demo of this. I did play the first one for a handful of hours before I gave up, and it just, the, I don't know. It's just something about it just doesn't catch my interest in general.
1: Mm-hmm. I like the setting. I think it's interesting. I just, um, it's just such a dick. Like, it's, like that's really <laughs> the only way I can put it. Like, I, uh, I, I like, Dark Souls feels like a conversation, and like Neo feels like someone just kicking me until I just like find, say, fine, like yeah. stop. Like, like it, it's a little, I, I find Neo to be a little more abusive. Would you recommend this to Souls fans? I would recommend they try the demo first. Yeah. Uh, yeah I don't have to. I mean, look if you like the first game, you're going to like this. Like it's it's you not think so? it's not that different. No, it is harder, but like if you could if you got through the first Neo, like you're probably equipped to do this. Okay. And not only I that, not. I
2: would say the systems, the, you know, adding the transformations, adding the weapons, uh, specialties, all that kind of stuff. I think it adds more options for the people that like this type of game, but if but Having those extra options does not make it more accessible to someone that wouldn't like this type of not game. Not at
1: all. And like a lot of it, the, a lot of it was also in the first game. So like if you're already familiar with that, you're gonna not need as much explanation on this, and like you're gonna only, only have a certain number of things to layer on top of what you already know, having gone through the first Neo. Um, but for me, it's sort of it's kind of like there's two ways you could go with the medieval samurai magical like. Hard as nails action adventure game and one is Sekiro and the other is this and I vastly prefer Sekiro. <laughs> um, and I would agree with so you hundred percent. I even think
2: I even think the combat system from Sekiro made me better at this game because blocking is such an emphasis in Sekiro mm-hmm. and in this one I actually tended to block a little bit more than when I'm used to.
1: Interesting. Hmm. Okay. I find that you run out of stamina for blocking in Neo two t- so fast that it's better just not be there. Yeah, um, just roll. Which tends to be true of a lot of these games, yeah. uh, especially if you're not using a shield. But does uh, um, rolling and stuff like that not use stamina? It does, but it just does. not as much. Um, it's just like you can get uh, like one three hit combo from a decent sized enemy in this game will knock you knock you out. Yeah, like it's it'll it'll and if you run out of stamina you're stuck there for a second while you catch your breath mm-hmm. and it's always better just to dodge out of the way if you can hmm, interesting. that's at least, at least in my experience i mean maybe there's stuff you like once you have the skill tree enough there's ways to kind like, counter that and of course there is also like counter moves and like parry stuff and depending on what weapon you're using um, the game changes dramatically in terms of how the combat works based on like which weapons you pick so like that's pretty cool um yeah, and, there's, and there is a lot of variety in it. Like that's that's the like either you, you want to do long range, you want to do closer range, you want to do like standard sword double and like like double swords, totally different from using one sword. Yeah, like it's not just like that's Team Ninja one sword but faster. It's like yeah. no, this is a completely different and I think harder. Way Weapons have
0: always mattered in Team Ninja Definitely. games. Definitely. A lot of games, it's almost just like a cosmetic swap that does more or less damage. But in Team Ninja's games, like, they look at every yeah. weapon and how they're effective, how they're ineffective. And
1: I went back and forth and tr- traded out several w- weapons and tried them out back and forth. And I think which weapon you find that mesh- meshes with how you like to play is going to be key in whether you enjoy this
2: or not.
0: So it sounds like from both you guys, this is strictly only for the
1: Souls Bloodborne. Crowd. This is expert mode, yeah, for Souls fans, basically. I would say.
2: Oh, mm-hmm. and wait till you get to the boss battles; those mm. are super extra. You said it took you expert. what two hours to beat one,
0: the first one or something?
2: Yeah, literally, I was working on it for two two and a half hours. I had to like figure out, oh, I'm not strong enough. I got to go back and build up my XP and you know spend those points on upgrading and. It was just a mess so there you go that's neo 2 playstation 4
0: exclusive which i'm surprised that it's also on pc no huh not yet Hmm. no i'm surprised though i mean i really thought that after the first one sold pretty well um that they would probably make the next one multi-platform but that has not been the case it is ps4 Mm. only i would not be surprised if a pc version comes eventually Um, but as of right now it's ps4 exclusive so I don't think too many people will be losing any sleep over the fact that they're not able to play it if they're not big fans of extremely challenging games.
1: Though. No, this, is, this game does not mess around. Yeah. Um, you are, you're going to have to get good on a level that you don't even have to get. <laughs> even on Dark Souls, you don't have to get that good. Right. But on this one, like, like you have my, my legitimate respect if you finish this game. Will you keep playing it? Not right now, Yeah. probably. I, I'm looking for something a little more escapist. Doom is good for that. Uh, Doom is pretty much right, <laughs> exactly what I need in right the wheelhouse. Now. Yep, kill um, some stuff, blow some stuff up. But it's and, like you oh. know, it's like any Souls game. Like like if that if I get stuck or frustrated with them, I will go back to them after a couple of days and like see like oh maybe this time. And sometimes you have that moment where it just clicks and you figure out oh I got it, I did it this time. Yeah, and like that's really always that's kind of like the that's the heroin hit of uh, of the Souls genre is like oh you were this thing that I never thought could be I could get through I did. And now I'm going to keep going until I hit that wall again. And, and then, then it's going to happen again. And, yeah. Th- uh, that's the c- like, yeah, That's the dopamine hit. Like That's the addiction to the, that kind of game. And you either have that or you don't. And what Neo and Neo 2 have taught me is I think I have limits <laughs> to how much I have that.
0: <laughs> you're running out of dopamine. <laughs> yes.
1: Two hours to be a boss, too long. No thanks. Too yeah, much space I, between uh, dopamine hits. Yeah,
0: that's true.
2: I will say when the combat flows it really flows it and it feels so good and mm-hmm. satisfying and there was someone in chat that asked a really good question i'll answer it really short yes you can summon people to help you in battle oh we didn't bring that up um, actually. it's a huge mm-hmm. component of the game yeah so you Yokai. can do that uh they are basically you they have the same standard of whatever weapons they had the armor they had they could have um, items, tools, all that kind of stuff. But usually they take the blunt of the force, and I tried to use them during boss battles, and it wasn't really that successful. Um, there is a roll in here that showed that. Probably takes too win. much time. Mm. You
0: got to wind it up and let it rip, and by then you're dead. <laughs> I can totally understand why that wouldn't work. All right, so that's Neo 2. We are going to do a deep dive on this game after we're done with Game Phase today. Um, and we'll go into more detail on the combat and pretty much every element of the game. But we want to give you guys a good overview and whether you should buy it or not. And it sounds like for most people, that's a no.
1: Yeah, you you better be well immersed in this subgenre before you try to tackle a neo, yep. and ready to take a vacation.
0: Yeah. After even after you play it, you're gonna need a vacation. Yeah. Apparently. I mean, if
1: you are stuck in quarantine and you love the Dark Souls games, this might be exactly what you need for the next three weeks. But yeah.
0: Alright, it's time for Q&A Time for you guys to get your questions into the chat Go at Sifted Games in the chat It'll make, us, make it easier for us to find your questions uh, Our first one comes from ETH comes from Demon And some of these people were trained already They had the questions in here before I even asked for them uh, So what are the odds companies that are switching to working from home uh, Choose to largely stick up after that After the pandemic is over
1: So basically he's saying So many people are working from home right mm-hmm. now Do you think that it's going to stay that way? I mean I think I would hope that that would be one of the lessons to learn from this is that a whole lot of stuff that the people told you can't be done remotely can be done remotely. Also some of those photos of all the the lack of traffic in like Boston and LA and San Francisco that's how many meetings could be emails people. Exactly. Like and like the air is better.
0: I read an article um... The air
1: over Italy is is like detectably better yeah. right now. Yep. So this is this would be a really interesting and and useful shift in terms of how we work um i I don't
0: think it's just that though so i read an article about that was called america is a sham and it's not like an anti-america article it's just pointing out all these things that we've just been conditioned to Mm -hmm. do as americans because it's just the way it is is what we tell ourselves that's just the way it is having to go into work that's just the way it is but now we're realizing that isn't the way it should be uh, jailing people for petty crimes—that's just the way it is. Should it be? Mm-hmm. It's like in San Antonio—they're letting—they're not putting people in jail for petty crimes right now. Should they start doing that again? When it,
1: there are no parking tickets in LA right now. Right.
0: I mean, it just, it's just crazy. It's a really great article. I think you can probably Google it and find it. But it just goes through thing after thing that the coronavirus is exposing as, in all honesty, for lack of a better term, bullshit. Yep. There's so much stuff that we do and routines that we go through only because. It's always been that way. Mm. And, and this it, it, is a good time for us to get rid of all those always been that way things.
1: Yeah. And there's, if there's one thing that is useful to learn as you grow up is that it's always been that way is not a reason to do anything. Exactly. I know. People tell me that stuff
0: all the time. When I'm watching Sifted, they're like, but that's not the blah, blah, blah. I'm like, So? it doesn't matter. That, it doesn't matter. I don't want to do things the way everybody if else does. If there's a them.
1: good reason for it to be that way, there will be a better argument than we've always done it that Exactly. Way.
0: Yep. Exactly. That's a good way to put it. Uh from the McWomble, Good to see you on the stream, man. Usually you can't make it. Uh do you know what Pactor's E3 party might be like this year? Has <laughs> he emailed bottles to people and they dial in on Skype? <laughs> I mean, that would be that would be fun. There's not going to be a Pactor party. No. No. It's already canceled and it's a shame, too, because he had already talked to me about what it was going to be, and it was going to be the best ever by a lot. Uh, it's a shame. Um, everything about it was going to be the hmm. best ever E3 party. Um, it, it sucks. Uh, but, yeah, he's not having it at all. It's not going to go down.
1: Well, next year... I know. Uh, yeah, cuz that's the thing is like Pachter's party, you can't throw it without E3 because you need everybody in town. Yeah, everyone has to be there,
0: otherwise it's not Pactor's party. Yeah. Although if he did something, I'd still go.
1: Sure. <laughs> Even if it was just all the LA people, I'd go. Yeah, I mean that would still be fun, but yeah. It's that it's that feeling of everybody in the same place for the one time of the year. Yep. Maybe we can all maybe we can find another event to be that from now on. Maybe GDC gets real popular all of a sudden.
0: <laughs> or maybe we should start something. <laughs> hmm. I mean, it's not that hard. You just send out a Facebook invite, and people just show up. True. (laughs) People love to drink together. If
1: you've got to fly here from England, it might be a
0: little... (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't expect that, for sure. Uh, Sneaky Shalid Snake. I'll say your name correctly someday. So, the new consoles won't be coming out this year?
1: There's a chance. I mean, we don't know. I mean, China is kind of getting back to work already, but a lot of the manufacturing have been moved out of China after Trump made all the saber-rattling about the stupid tariff thing. Right. So, you're, you're looking at at manufacturing in all different places Singapore around the world, or Singapore, or Mexico, like, and like, so it's hard to know how all that will be affected as the, as the, the pandemic, like kind of hits the different countries and, and kind of spreads as it spreads. And if anything in that supply chain gets disrupted somehow, you could be looking at a few months delay on on just being able to put these physical items together to to ship out. So yeah, it's it's not a there's a definite non-zero chance that we see at least see one or both of the consoles slip to next year.
0: I'd also put that at twenty percent. Yeah. Um, how many consoles minimum do you think they need to launch, Matt?
1: I don't know. I don't know what that number would be. I'd say half a million. Mm-hmm. I
0: think if you have half a million. That's enough to get away with launching. People are going to be pissed, but it's, yeah, it's
1: going to be the Wii all over again. But, but it also builds massive demand. It makes it a very desirable desirable item. And right?
0: I think that's the number where you can get can away you, with doing. Can you it. get
1: five hundred thousand out by launch, and can you get another two hundred fifty thousand out before Christmas? Right, that might be your. Main and track. I
0: think if you have that many, that lets you off the hook for releasing it when most people can't get it. Mm-hmm. I think if anything lower than that, I think people are like, "Oh, then why did you launch it? You're just." Inflating demand or whatever yeah. and, if,
1: and if it's still going to be low, but you can pull the thing where you're like, we knew that entertainment is important to everybody in these trying times and we wanted yeah. a bit <laughs> which yeah. is like bullshit, but it's, it's still a decent PR line to put out in the, in the press release. Um, here's one from Kevin Rafa Are you feelin- Are you fearing
0: any of your games From your Fantasy League team will slip to next year Because of the coronavirus I haven't even thought
1: about that. I this. had not even thought about that I, no. didn't either. A, I have been checking my team bigger though. fish to fry, believe you me <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I
0: did check my team, it's doing pretty good Yeah, Animal
1: Crossing's doing alright there All of them, yeah. all
0: my whole team I think I have 4 or 5 games and they're all 89 or higher So mm-hmm. I am off to a rip and start You gotta do some catch-up And I am very happy now, by the way, based on this question. I am very happy now that I did most of my games I picked were coming early in the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're probably safe. I don't see games
1: getting delayed. Not too many. I don't. For this, it's like the manufacturing only thing could delay, games. Like, yeah, manufacturing the games might be a problem here and there. Yeah,
0: but, but I mean, you just get maybe less units than you want at launch. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't and think they can still
1: problem. put them out digitally. Yeah.
0: Oh, I knew someone was going to bring this one up. Uh Yakov 226. Any thoughts on the rumor that Sony is buying or leasing Metal Gear Solid Castlevania and Silent Hill
1: from Konami? I mean, whatever you got to do to save those properties from Konami. I'm on I don't board believe with. this at all. No? No, not at all. You might want to believe the Silent Hill one. Why? Cuz you know it's I've true heard, already. I've heard some things. Really? That, like, I don't know, Castlevania and Metal Gear Solid, I don't I don't know. Like, I mean, I could see them doing that. I don't know if, like, what do you do with Castlevania? You make a great action adventure game. Yeah, but like, what kind? Like, do you make a, like a God of War kind of thing, or yeah, do you make like yeah. a really, even in, like the same make, engine, or do you make Bloodstained? Do you make a high end like two D like Metroidvania? Uh, either or, do you do I'll both. You bring EGA back.
0: I think if you're paying for the license, though, you're not creating the two D version. I think
1: you are. Really? After Bloodstained? After what Bloodstained sold and did on a Kickstarter? I think you bring EGA back and do the whole th- do what you did with Death Stranding. Like EGA comes back and like makes the makes his game again. Well, if that's the case, then, the then I think you do both. Because you, do, you could do both because
0: the console version is going to sell way more. And if you're going to plunk down a big coin to Konami for this, you need to make it back in sales. Mm-hmm. And I just think a console version would end up. Selling well, I think better, if you bought- particularly a Sony first party like, one. What console version. What? Well, if they lease it, and they, they and then Sony makes a PlayStation 5 game based on yeah. Castlevania or Metal Gear Solid,
1: yeah, they're console games. Yeah, but, I mean, a 2D game would be a console game, too. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Not typically really. There's,
0: well, there's, has there ever been a, a 2D game. Castlevania game
1: released first for a console? Or for, yeah, for a console. Most, like, Symphony no, of the Night. No, they're all handheld. Symphony of the Night. Came out on PlayStation 1. Yeah, that's the only one. Bloodstained. That's not a Castlevania, not a Castlevania game. Castlevania game, but it is the most recent example. Ori is a Castlevania game. like That that genre That's is viable. That's not what I again. meant. But I was not, talking but, oh, about Castlevania. But it's viable. Again, again just because they've always done it that way yeah. doesn't mean you got to do it that way. And if Sony wants to take that and make it a boutique 2D game, never can happen. Do
0: that. It'll never right. happen.
1: You know that'll never happen, Matt.
0: If they spend that much money, they're going to that- make
1: a console game first. Guaranteed. I don't know what you mean when you say console game. Like a game that most s-
0: the average people Anything Sony
1: makes is going to be on a console. I get that. You know what I mean. You mean a 3D game. Yeah. Like a polygonal game
0: that most people look at and say that's worth 60 bucks. Not 2D games. Most people look at them and they're like, if it's really good, I'll spend 25 on it. Yeah, that's- well, it's
1: still that you make bloodstained out of that, and it's still yeah, bloodstained, but Castlevania, get Ega back, do the whole thing, do the battle, 1999, like, you've got the hype. That would be a big deal. It wouldn't yeah. be a big deal, like... Death Stranding maybe, but Death Stranding didn't turn out to be that much of a big deal. Although it did turn out to be oddly prophetic. Yeah, I just don't think it's going to
0: happen. I think Konami would be idiots to do that. Um, those brands are gigantic. Like I, I don't,
1: I don't really agree with that for Castlevania because they're not doing anything with that.
0: I can't imagine. But I mean, they have a TV show. Like they're making money off of that too. Like mm. every time somebody pays for that well, license, you, you they make money.
1: The, you give them the game rights. You don't give them the, the TV, the mass media rights.
0: But uh, well, I guess you could split that out. Yeah, because I mean, you got to realize too, Konami's business, like with Pachinko and those that type of stuff. Like, I mean, I don't know.
1: Well you don't give Sony that; you just give them the game rights, I guess. You do kind of a Spider-Man thing with it, basically.
0: Yeah, I guess you're right. I
1: guess that could work. Um, Metal Gear. I don't like. I don't know why you want. Like Sony would want Metal Gear unless they wanted to have Kojima do another one. And I feel which like it, uh, probably which, is exactly what would happen. Would probably what they want. I don't know if Kojima would be willing to do that. It feels like he doesn't really miss being locked into that i don't road. know
0: he misses those sales numbers rolling in that's true i don't know, I don't
1: know. it might take two <laughs> yeah. disappointments to really push be. him in that direction it could
0: though. be um i just think they're too valuable um even though konami's not doing much with them right now um if they did it on a temporary basis and let playstation just put out like one each from the ip i think that makes sense but selling mm-hmm. them to sony
1: permanently makes no sense to me whatsoever i don't see selling them being that likely just because like why would you? Um, you'd rather hold, even if it just comes down to like making a Metal Gear Netflix show one day, like yeah. It's 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 money in the back pocket for something even if you're not making video games anymore out of it. And them. Konami knows back pocket money better than That's true. anyone.
0: That's where it makes all its money now. Stuff that people don't even realize that they're making cash. The contracting
1: out, out to Sony to let them make actual decent titles for those things again would be a, a would be a pretty shrewd mood, move, especially for a company that doesn't have like a development system in place anymore. I'm all for
0: it, by the way. I yeah. mean, this is obviously I would love to play party. I mean, look, I'd, lo-
1: I'd love to see Castlevania come back in some yeah. form. Like, I, I just don't think Konami
0: will do it. I just don't think it makes financial sense for them.
1: Well, I don't think selling it, but I think licensing it does, Yeah, if Sony's willing for to do that. For one entry. Yeah, I mean, and you got to figure, if Sony, are you willing to do that? You're willing to do you're it for, Because you're basically building
0: something. their IP for them, Yeah, and then it's like, think about it. You could make a great Castlevania game. Everybody loves Castlevania again, and then Konami's like, oh, yeah, and they take it right back, and then they make the next one. Well, that's why
1: you build it in, that, like, they that Sony still owns... What they make in terms yeah. of like, you, know, you could not like Konami couldn't then turn around and use what Sony use, made Castlevania into for their own purposes. Well, they couldn't use their code,
0: but they could just ride the wave that, that Sony they could make their created. own Castlevania. Right. game. Yeah. But
1: like that would be stupid because Konami sucks. It does. So <laughs>
0: that's absolutely true. Uh, let's I guess see. you really
1: have to wonder. The real X factor is, does Konami realize how much they suck?
0: I think it's starting to figure it out.
1: I think they might be getting there. I think Metal
0: Gear Survive was a big old backhand to the face.
1: See, I don't think all three of those things would happen at the same time. I think one of them is going to be a pilot program, and that's probably going to be Silent Hill.
0: And we'll see how it goes.
1: Uh, Which is interesting, because Silent Hill is probably the hardest one of those three to successfully pull off. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, But we'll see. Yeah. You really need good writers. Bring back Del Toro. Uh,
0: Gohan Rage, thank you for Twitch Prime. The J-Boned 29, thank you for Twitch Prime. Um Axel F one nine eight six thanks for Twitch Prime. Call of Dookie1, thanks for Twitch Prime. Y'all are awesome. Oh wow, there's so many questions. Commander 3 thank you. Alright, let's get to these questions here. We got a lot. Um the J-Bone twenty nine, how worried are you if you are Microsoft and Sony trying to sell a five hundred dollar system, where might we be economically?
1: Um I'm, not, I'm actually not worried. I mean, I'm a little worried in the sense that, like, if, if this stuff shuts things down for months, people are going to lose jobs. People are not going to have money. Like, who knows? Like, who knows? Whether, and you're kind of stuck with, like, the question, like, you hit either a point where people are not going to have the spare money to spend on a frivolous entertainment device like that or the one industry in the Great Depression that did not – Falter was movies because people still need entertainment. Before video games existed. And that's why
0: I'm not worried at all. That is the one thing and the worst of times people are willing to spend money on, entertainment. Mm -hmm. They'll spend it on films. They'll spend it on video games. And I think, if anything, video games are going to sell better because they're a
1: better value proposition over films. I think the games themselves will definitely sell better. Um a full brand new console, that might be a different beast. I I was going to
2: jump in on this one because Shane and I talked about this earlier and, you know, update. I have no job. I (laughs) I literally lost my job because I looked in as a restaurant, as a server. So I lost that gig because they shut down restaurants. So right now at this moment, when I saw the Xbox news yesterday, I was like, I don't care at this moment. I need to figure out stuff about me at this moment. And I'm curious if people like myself that feel that way, um, that are having this hit a little harder than some other people that can just work from home, that it might turn them off on these consoles, especially because they're releasing this information literally days after places have shut down completely. I'm just really curious about that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't think it'll help. (laughs) <laughs> no, I mean, that's definitely a good point that, like, you know, if you are in a situation like that and then they're doing, you know, n- n- you know s- Microsoft drops all the info on the Series X and tomorrow we got the PlayStation 5 thing. It's hard to imagine that a lot of these people aren't just going to be s- looking at this thing saying, like, well, I can't afford that now.
0: It might like, actually bum them out yeah, more than it is. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what I was <laughs> FOMO, saying. FOMO, basically. Like, it, pretty no, much. that's yeah.
2: exactly what I just felt. I, I, I was like, I don't want to buy this right now. Yeah. <laughs> Nor can I. <laughs>
1: Yep. Right. Um, we got breaking news from Vincent Jeff Keeley bringing back the Games Festival tomorrow with 40 plus indie demos coming to Steam.
0: Okay, <laughs> <laughs> is that really breaking That's,
1: news? It's E3 <laughs> replacement. Uh, okay, or something. I don't
0: know. <clears throat> Super cord on blue. Let's get through these. Um, Nintendo has been doing a digital E3 for years now is uh, going to force Sony and Microsoft to do the same. Do you think Sony or Microsoft will ever go back to a physical show, especially if these digital events work just as well?
1: I don't see Sony ever going back.
0: I don't think Sony's ever going back to E3, period, no. at this point. Um, if you're not going to go there when you're launching a console, you're not going back. So they're they're not going back. I think Microsoft will absolutely do press conferences. Yeah. I just think it's in its DNA as a corporation, not mm-hmm. Xbox, Microsoft. Um, that's how it debuts products. It's like Apple. Do you think Apple would ever go to, like, a direct instead of having – I mean, they may have to here shortly. Yeah. But, you know, Apple's big events, it's all about the, the
1: – They want the faithful up The front. psychos clapping yeah. for everything. The, like, the, the cult is part of the show.
0: It is. And, you know, Microsoft has been that way for a long time, and I would argue Apple learned that from Microsoft. Mm-hmm. So – Uh, Yeah, I think Microsoft... It's hard not to learn it
1: with Steve Ballmer screaming around the stage. (laughs)
0: Exactly. Yeah. I think uh, Sony no, Microsoft, yes.
1: You make fun of that man as much as you want, but I remember corporate briefings he gave 24 years ago because of him, so it works.
0: (laughs) Um, Tomb Raider's 11 final bets. I don't know what that means. Which will be more powerful and by how much, PS5 or Xbox Series X?
1: Xbox. You think so? No question. Yeah. By how much? I don't know. I, I don't even know what that means anymore. But yeah, I, it, it's really hard to quantify. The Xbox will be a bigger, a bigger beast. I think. I think will it matter that much? I don't know. I don't yeah. think we can know that yet. That's
0: was my point. Is that I think the difference is going to be so negligible. I don't think that the gap will be as big as there was between PS4 and Xbox One, for instance.
1: No, I don't think so. I think they'll be closer.
0: Um, as to which one becomes more powerful, oh, I don't know. I got to go Sony, Matt, only because. It has the opportunity to one up Microsoft. How? Because it knows everything about the series X. You can't X change
1: the PS5 hardware. Anymore. You can no, tweak you can. a couple things. You Not, absolutely no, can. you can't. No, you can't. It's too late. It's a lot. It's been locked in for probably can, eight nine months. You can
0: absolutely change the RAM type, the amount of RAM. Not
1: this late in the game. Yeah, you can't. No, you can't. Absolutely. promise you you can't, and especially not with what's happening now in manufacturing. Like, well, There's no way. You, we'll see. You have to have that shit locked in before a year out.
0: I bet PS5, Matt bets Xbox Series X. We'll see. I'm
2: going Xbox. They seem a little desperate right now to really get attention.
1: And that's been like Microsoft's ace in the hole for like two generations now is they're more powerful, especially for the three, for the Xbox One X. Like that's like – I don't count what that. They've, that's what they've, they've – yeah, but it's like – I play all my multi-platform stuff on the X now. Yeah. Because of that, yeah. like that, ma- it mat it doesn't matter on a, on a mass. Scale but there's only so much know, you can do but...
0: if you don't know what the other company is making.
1: Well, you just like put crazy amounts of RAM and shit <laughs> in it. Like the, the Series X is a beast. Yeah. Like, and I do not see the PS5 being on that level. We'll see. I don't think it's going to matter because it's going to be the difference between like 45 frames a second, 60 frames a second. And the mass audience doesn't even know what frames a second means. So, okay, last question. Um. The McWomble, because you're never on
0: here, man. we got to answer your question. Don't don't think you mentioned that the same SoC for Series X is going in the server blade, supporting 4.1.S. streams. What might that do for... Oh, okay. I have no idea what he's saying. Do you? No. <laughs> y- y'all, you got to type stuff out a little more. Less acronyms, less like words that you and your friends use when you talk about stuff. SoC for Series X... State of, I don't know. I don't know what it is. We tried, McWomble. Uh, Here's here's the last one. Emperor Dread. To each of the three of you, do you plan to play one big game like Persona 5 Royal or lots of little
1: games during the pandemic? I plan to play whatever the hell I want.
0: I plan to play whatever the hell I have to.
2: (laughs) System on a chip.
1: I'm not going to play Persona 5. I already did that.
0: Yeah, I've already played through Persona 5. That's not a good example for me. But it doesn't – whatever comes out, I'm going to play it. I don't really get to pick and choose. Like, I have to play, like, everything. So that's what I'm going to
1: Like, do. I will probably – I mean, definitely going to play Doom. I will dabble in Animal Crossing because I guess I have to. Um, and then, like, when I have spare time, I will probably finish Ori. And uh, I've been going back to Greedfall a oh, little bit. Interesting.
2: Uh, I'm still playing this stuff. I never played Animal Crossing, so that's Mitch my has assi- never played an Animal Crossing. So that's anime. my assignment. Actually, I mean, what I'm, I
0: found out was that Switch is Mitch's first ever Nintendo console. That wow. I
2: owned. I've played Nintendo consoles.
0: Not many. <laughs> he he's a bit of a blind spot with Nintendo. We gotta fix that.
2: That that that's very true. And uh, <laughs> Mick Womble responded to you it's System on a Chip.
0: System on a chip. Okay. The same system on a chip for Series X is going in the server blade supporting 4.1s streams. What does that mean? Again, all right, we got to move on. The show's over.
1: <laughs> My guess is it's not going to mean anything. Yeah,
0: it's probably safe. Next time, make your questions obvious. We can't read your mind. We don't know what you're talking about. So try to keep acronyms out of it. Uh, Any jargon that you're using with your bros, try to keep it out of it so we can read it a little easier. I
1: mean, I don't know what 4S1S streams is. I don't either. That's my issue. It might be
0: something that people who have tried xCloud understand. I don't know. Mm -hmm. No clue. All right. That's it for Game Phase 203. Uh, A great show. I'm glad we were able to do it. I'm hoping we're able to do next week's show. Um, I think we're safe. It seems like three people getting together is never not going to be okay. I mean, otherwise, how do you, like, let families go home? (laughs) It's really – who knows?
1: Well, the idea is that, like, if you're stuck in one one place together with your family, you're not really – Encountering other people out there, but and I got, and I, got, I don't know where you go.
0: Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's true. You certainly
1: don't know where Mitch goes.
0: <laughs> so we'll see. Um, but like I said, if it works out that like we're all just stuck at home, we'll figure yeah. out some way to make content for you it's guys. It's also
1: pretty, I mean, we don't know because the, the testing is not robust as it should be. Like the only country that's really done testing on the level that needed to be done was probably South Korea. Yeah. Um, and just, look at what happened. Just, they and, actually have yeah. it under control now. But also note that their stats are very different from Italy's yeah. in terms of who has it and where. Like, so Italy's stats are something like, 11% of the cases they've tested positive were like 20 to 29 years old. Yeah. In South Korea, it's 29% are 20 to 29 years old, which means a ton of people in their 20s are walking around with no symptoms. And, and infecting passing it on other people. to people. Yep. Which that's is an why we shut the bars. Stay at that's, home, people. That's one of the key things uh, here. We not have to tell these people to no. stay at
0: home. That's what we do anyway.
1: But that's one of the key <laughs> things here is like we shut, the, you know, America, a lot of states, especially, but I mean, America in general has shut bars and entertainment locations down way earlier than Italy did. Yeah. So, um,. Because uh, it's hard to tell hard to tell Americans what to do, but it's also hard to tell Italians not to drink. That's so, true. So uh, they shut everything down much sooner. They did it. I think Italy did that around what we call stage five. We did it around stage three. So hopefully that will help. Um, and people seem more or less willing to do that uh, now that you know the actual establishment is closed. I think that was also very important to do the week of St Patrick's Day. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people are just be like, ah, fuck it. Oh, We're could going have like, out. ended our country.
0: <laughs> yeah. Seriously, St so. Patrick's Day could have ended everything. Uh, so, anyway, that's the show. Uh, thanks to anybody who is listening on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. Head on over to patreon.com slash sifted and give us some cash. If you're enjoying our show for free, you're getting hours and hours of entertainment for nothing,
1: and we'd really appreciate it. Or, like, send us bottles of hand sanitizer because I think that's the new currency. No, toilet paper toilet, toilet paper. toilet paper, too. The white gold.
0: My yeah. wife just got, right before we went on the air, called me and said that she found toilet paper. Uh, we were down to our last roll and a half. <laughs> so all you jackasses out there who are hoarding the toilet paper, please stop. I was at Target, and an 80-some-year-old dude walks in. He's like, I have been driving around all day. I'm completely exhausted. We have no toilet paper. My wife is sick, and she's in the car. Can somebody please help me? I literally almost mm. cried standing there. And people are like, I'll help you, but we don't have any toilet paper. And some people are like, I have some at home. I'll bring it to you. Mm -hmm. I'll drive it over to you. And he's like, I don't want random people coming to my house. And I don't want to give you my phone number. He's like, what are we supposed
1: to do? And I'm like, what are you supposed to do? Um, If you go to any comic shop, there are tons of 90s comic books. (laughs) That you can by buy. By Rob for- Leafield, <laughs> that you can use as toilet paper in a pinch.
0: For seriously, though, people, think about other people. There are 80, 90 year old people out there who can't drive around all damn day trying to find freaking toilet paper. Meanwhile, you're sitting at home with the freaking stockpile. It's insane. Uh, stuff like this a lot of times brings out the best in people. It also shows you who the worst are. Mm. And the people who are
1: taking this stuff and stockpiling it are awful. So, you, like gotta- you If you can find one, like one big. You know, package of toilet paper like you find in, in in Target or whatever. That'll last you through this, dude. I, I I use. I have my own bathroom
0: in our apartment. I go through a roll of toilet paper every week and a half. Mm-hmm. Like that's how long it takes to go through a roll. These people are like stockpiling for the rest of their lives. It's yeah. insane. And I,
1: you know, I get when stop I stop it when I go get it. I get like the you know the big like you know, whatever ninety six. Yeah, rolls I get a big pack, so I, I don't have to worry about and it for I spread for a while. it through the bathrooms in a yeah. house, like. And I the last time I bought one was like. Two months ago. What are these people doing? And I, I still have like forty. What are they left? doing like with toilet paper? I don't know. I don't, don't want to know. know. I don't know what's happening. Anyway,
0: stop freaking doing it. There's people that need it, not people who want it. That's the big difference.
1: I am almost out of paper towels though. There's they're everywhere. I haven't seen them. Oh. they have been gone. Oh, they're totally everywhere. Gone. They restocked yesterday though, so you'll you find them. Find no it. problem. They, That's it, the one thing. They we didn't, had they didn't retain the, the hoarding value the way the ta- toilet paper did. Yeah, for some reason. <laughs> It's crazy.
0: Anyway, that's 203. We will be back next week, law willing, not God willing, mm-hmm. law willing. If we're allowed to, we'll be here. Uh, and if something happens that we can't, we will be creating content for you guys. We'll make sure that we get you guys stuff uh, to help pass the time through this crazy, these crazy times. Uh, so thanks, everybody, who's on the stream. Um, I'm assuming as time goes on, the stream may get bigger as people are forced to... <laughs> hmm. Shelter at home. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but we appreciate everyone on the stream, especially the folks in Europe and Asia uh, where the time's a little different. Uh, but we'll be back here next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific. Game face is up and out.